What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hey, What You Watching, the weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode 74, a podcast story, and I'm your host, Matt Curione, and with me as usual is... Hey, it's your co-host, Marcelo Pico. Uh, how you doing, Matt? I miss you so much. No, it's only been like a week and a half. It hasn't been that long. Really... I know, but still, uh, and it hurts, hurts my heart. It hurts your heart. What episode title? I mean, sorry, what episode is this? 74? 74. Wow, we're so close to 75. Uh, I know, it's going to happen next week. And 74, uh, I mean, sorry, this episode, 74, its title is a uh, is a callback to a previous title we used uh, for a HeyCast episode. Uh, it is, isn't it? Listeners, uh, let us know which one it is. The first one to at us, to tell us which episode we referenced, uh, we'll get a prize. How about that? <laughs> my god do you want to just do another intro no 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 it's not i'll say this it's not a, a, it's not exactly the same but we're, we're gonna keep it okay it's a mystery I'm fine with this. matt is worried as I, that as i flip as i flip through my notebook trying to figure out what episode uh yeah uh, uh listeners will find out and and how about I'll, I'll, I'll reveal it to matt like uh halfway through the episode this episode please do because i'm losing my mind <laughs> Oh, I love to hear Matt like on edge. Like that—that's how we're starting. Panic? Yeah, you like to hear me panic, yeah. don't you? Oh, you're so fun. It's fun when I panic, isn't it? But hey, this is seventy-four. Next episode is seventy-five. It is seventy-five. We're gonna do something special <gasps> for seventy-five. You found it? It's it's happening. Oh, no, no, I'm no, not. Really. I'm, I'm responding <laughs> to are you, you. Are you still flipping through this? Drop the book. Just put down the book. <laughs> I can hear you. I, I can hear you flipping the pages. I'm, I'm compelled, Ugh. but no. Apparently, it's not in my notebook, so I don't know what's going on. Okay, yeah, it was an early episode. Anyway, seven, look, stop looking. Okay. Stop looking behind. Look ahead. Seventy-five to the future. It's gonna be big. Now, at this point, th- at this point in, it's gonna be huge. No, let's not even. Um, <laughs> let's not. As we're recording this, like I'm. First off, I'm busy as hell. I'm I'm doing you know a lot of stuff, juggling a lot of things in the air. But I'm planning. You're a bee. I'm plan. I don't know. No, stop it. I'm planning something big. You're work, you work, busy bee. Okay. I'm planning something. <laughs> I'm planning something big. Hopefully, it all works out, and we can really celebrate episode seventy-five of the Haycast. Right. So, yes. Uh, In righteous fashion. Yes. Yes. So, that is that. Uh, thanks, listeners, for listening. This is this. Now, hey, how, what have you been up to in like the? Well, you, you make you make it seem like we haven't talked in six months, Matt. Like how? It has been. It's been like it's been like a decade, and I just I don't know. It's like it's like a reunion. And, it's a class reunion. And by the way, good job last I, last episode for running the the entire ship without me. I mean, I could easily just like leave the show, and you can just have like a a a, a run of like guest hosts, and then you'll find a new guest. You'll find a new co-host, and just run the ship without me. So. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> uh, no. 
I, mean, I don't want to because I because I honestly I really do enjoy speaking to you every week. And I think it's fine. Um, but <laughs> oh my god, I'm kidding. This is great. This is fine. I, I mean, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> oh my god, uh, I I'm a robot. We're gonna need to talk later. I'm a robot. We need to talk later. I'm like Michael from Arrested Development. Uh, cannot uh, show. I, I cannot show my emotions. Uh, I, are, are you not a fan of Arrested Development? course i'm a fan of arrested development okay and you're like i just don't care for jokes (laughs) what are we talking about oh so yeah it's been like uh, a year since we've talked matt uh i know life life has changed i'm sure for you um i know it's crazy any big developments um well we had an election uh what you had an election there was an election in america oh oh, i thought you meant like in jersey yeah Oh, uh, yeah, we had one of those, too, but that was not important. <laughs> are you referencing the Georgia election? What are you referencing? We, you, well, you said we haven't spoken in a year, so I was referencing oh, the presidential Still election. running with this bit? It was a bit. <laughs> it was a bit. We're not comedians, first off. Um, I'll make that perfectly clear. But we are clear. funny. I don't think we're even that we're funny. We're not comedians, but I think we're pretty funny. Somebody who who has listened to this, uh, listened to it and said, I'm not as funny on these podcasts as I am in real life. Um, really? Yeah. Somebody, I'm not going to reveal who, but somebody said that. Uh, well, that person was rude. <laughs> well, you have no idea. Um, <clears throat> but I, it's hard to be funny on these things because... Like I am, I'm editing them. Like uh, I'm steering this ship. So I mean, I there are funny moments here. I mean, uh, there are fans of the show who like the funny things we do, like me poking at you, Matt. Like me uh, saying, "Hey, you yes. you used half of that title before." So uh, everyone loves that. Yeah, that's, it's uh, so much fun. <laughs> it's fun for me when you when you cripple my emotional whatever that's called. Uh, um, but anyway. <clears throat> So that's it. Uh, we're so that's what we wanted to get out of the way in the intro to this episode. We're not funny, uh, but we we try our best. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we try. We try. We really do. Um, as long I, as long as we make ourselves laugh, everything's fine. It's entertaining. I think we right? do a decent job of that. It, yeah, I I like doing this. There's a reason why. Oh, excuse me. God, I hope, I, I hope that I didn't catch. Bless you. No, I hope I didn't catch that on mic. My goodness. I, I just heard a silence. I I just ate a sandwich like uh, a minute before we started. Um, what kind of sandwich? We usually talk about food, but like, <laughs> what was on the sandwich? It's called a Jimmy John's gargantuan sandwich. It has just a bunch of meat on it. Uh, all the meats and cheeses. Pretty much all the meat. I think most of the cheese. So, yeah, Damn, l- most of the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> most of the cheese. It's got all the meat. All the meat, but only most of the most cheese. of the cheese they had at the at the at the at the uh, Jimmy John's location. They put on the sandwich. Um, oh, nice! But no, it's it's a good sandwich. It's fine. I ate half of it. It's a pretty big sandwich. And some well, it's garget gargantuan, gargantuan I mean, sandwich. Got to take your time. And uh, something I didn't want to mention is uh, I also had a pickle. So no, it's let's move fine. On. Uh, so that's food update. Ah, oh, this thing's a mess already. Um, no, I just hit a button on my recorder. Don't worry, I'm, we're, we're we're still recording. But um, I dropped my 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 cell phone on my keyboard, and one of the one of my recorders stopped working, and or it paused. But don't worry, I, I let it go. It's fine. 
Oh, it's a mess. I have this is this is how sausage is made. I have three programs running. Audacity is recording your end mic and the guest's end. Uh, Adobe Audition is recording my side, and I have a backup recorder, MP3 Skype recorder, recording both ends. So I've got my bases covered. So. So what I want to say is that if we were caught in a bunker together, I'd probably want to be stuck with you because you'd be well prepared. No, I would not say that. Yes. Nope. Nope. Clearly, I mean, you have three recorders running. I mean, clearly, you have a predilection to be prepared for things. Off mic, I mentioned I don't want my my personal life out there for people to invade. Right. I'll say this. God, you spent six years in a bunker, didn't you? I'll say this, Matt. Uh, my ex girlfriend was a was close to anybody I knew. Uh, she was closer to being a doomsday prepper than anybody I've ever known. So, uh, oh, Jesus, if, Does if she have a bug out bag, what what's that? Uh, I, uh, that's like uh, like a bug out bag. It's like a, a backpack or a duffel bag yes. that's filled with everything you need to survive for like however many d- times. Yep, yep. Wait, uh, wait, really? She did. She had. I think she called it a go bag. Wow. She had one. Okay. She had bug one, out bag, go bag. Yeah. yeah. She had one for herself. She had one for me, specialized. She had one for our pets. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You eat the pets. That's, that's not, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I love my dog, but if the apocalypse happened, he's the first one I, I eat. I'll say this not to get too personal. Uh, one, just one of the many reasons why we're not together anymore. Um, she because liked, you stole snacks out of the bug out bag. She liked getting those. She liked being prepared for any future catastrophe. Yeah. Meanwhile, I don't give a shit. So, there you go. <laughs> a peek behind the I mean, curtain. Yeah. If, if, if the apocalypse happened, we're all fucked anyway. So, a, 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 a go bag, as as they may be called in Texas, uh, they would not do you any well. Yeah, you'd be so, done. Uh, that's a little. That's a. It was a nice segment we called uh, Marcelo's behind personal corner cor- <laughs> behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Marcelo Picos behind the curtain. Okay, I dig it. Dig it. Uh, uh, I do not have a bug out bag. No, uh, uh, I mean I would probably just uh, grab some meats and cheeses out of the fridge and run for the hills. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't make you one of, one of my neighbors. One of my neighbors has a rooster, so I would probably eat that first. <laughs> that's what we would do, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, but if doomsday ever rolled around, then there's no rules anymore, so you can do whatever you want. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm stealing that fucking chicken. Yeah, steal that chicken. Wakes me up every morning, and I hate it. And I, if this is an apartment complex, why is there a chicken? Wait, in an apartment complex, your neighbor has a chicken. Every morning, I hear, every morning I hear a rooster in the neighborhood, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah, that's weird. That's yes, yeah. yes, it is weird. This is very weird. You are allowed cats and dogs here, not chickens. No, no farm animals. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. that's a riddle. Right there, why somebody will have a chicken in an apartment complex. Speaking of riddles, Matt's Riddle Corner. Let's, yeah, let's take a trip down to Matt's Riddle Corner where we are uh, contemptuous. Uh, look at me with these words tonight uh, of the audience uh, with what movies we'll be, be, we'll, uh, blah, blah, we'll blah, blah, blah. be watching. There you go. Thank you, sir. Um, all right. First off, we're going to uh, talk about a zombie movie, kind of, that I've been wanting to watch for many years. And then we're going to have a big old accident on the best night of our lives. And then something's going to happen in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a lot of cheeseburgers are going to happen and a giant rolling ball of fluff with Leonardo DiCaprio, I think. 
Tom Cruise is going to fight some bandages. Uh, <laughs> Robert Forster is going to go down into the sewer. That's going to be fun. Uh, there's going to be a rollerblading race. Right? There's rollerblades in this movie? Not, no. Keep going. <laughs> or is that the first one? All right. And then we're going to go all the way to New York in Broadway. And then we're going to hang out with some uh, Michael Bay movies. And then we're going to get out. I'm not even hiding that one. And then we're going to hang out in uh, the French aristocracy of the um, the revolutionary times. And then we're going to hang out with some bedsheets. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I think right, you're. Yeah, that makes sense. I think you're right there. Roller, roller, roller blades in, or was he on a skateboard? We'll find out later. In was the that episode. was that the first one or the second one? Well, you haven't seen the second one, so I have seen. Yes, I have. You've seen? Oh, sorry. This is the third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the I've second seen one. That thing. And yeah, again, that was a movie that happened. In- Again, folks, this this uh, this this could be any movie we're talking about. So uh, we have yeah, we're talking about Barbershop too. <laughs> anyway, maybe we're talking about next Friday. Who knows? We're not comedians. Trying to, trying to think of Ice Cube movies. We're not comedians. Uh, Twenty Two Jump Street. That's topical. <laughs> uh, I, I've i mentioned they, before. They got fired, Marcelo. Uh, I've mentioned before. I kind of wait. I want to make these more timeless. Uh, too bad. Because like I don't want to spend every episode talking about you know what happens. Well, for you know two things. One because like uh, I tend to get these out later than I want to, like a week after we record. Yeah. Which I should I should fix. And then like and then another thing I don't want people you know six months from now listening to this and hear us complain about uh, Ron Howard directing you know the Han Solo movie. Like boo. Never complain about that. <laughs> I would, but let's move on. Um, hey, you know, uh, we need somebody to be in to mix things. Okay, I've lost it. I, I fifteen minutes in, and I just I'm giving it uh, a guest. We have a guest this week, right, Matt? Yes, we totally do have a guest. Uh, he's a real person. I checked. Um, this week we have a. He's a ta- uh, Talk Film Society staff member. Uh, Marcus Irving, how are you, sir? Hello, guys. How are you doing? Hello. Pretty darn good. Good. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing, Marcus? I'm amazing right now. <laughs> you're, you're amazing. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Wow. Um. So yeah, uh, Marcus has so been. Glad to, I'm so what? glad to finally have him on the show. Oh yes, first time. <laughs> first time on Hey, what you watching? Let's just talk all over each other. This is like the the, the joy of okay. recording via Skype. Okay, let's yeah, just, keep let's just keep going. I, I just keep going. I just read a book. I mean, I just this is what <laughs> I so, I live X, for really in terms of editing <laughs> because it's just nonsense. Nobody cares. <laughs> Uh, but no, Mark. Fun here. <laughs> Marcus has been on the uh, the Talk from Society podcast writers' room episodes. Uh, I can't remember yes. at this point, Marcus. You've been on maybe three of them. I don't know. Um, yeah, three or four. Three or four. But hey, you know, folks listening to, the, to this, wondering why we because those have been going out monthly, and we kind of took a, you know a break. But you know, we'll get back to it. Don't worry. So we'll have more writers' room Sometimes. episodes in the future. Sorry. I was going to say, sometimes life sometimes gets in the way. Gets in the way. <laughs> and just crack a code one there, uh, Matt. With the boys. With the boys. Hey, you know, I, I mean, I've talked to Marcus before <laughs> on the Talk From Society podcast, but Matt, you may not be as familiar with Marcus as I am, so I think this is a perfect time for you to 
uh, start that other segment you always do on this show. Can I get to know Marcus? You can. Okay. Welcome to Get to Know You, where we uh, get to know our guest. And I have mush mouth all night, and I cannot speak. I don't know what the hell is going on with me. Anyway, Marcus, are you ready to be gotten to known? Absolutely. All right. Uh, you probably know this, but I ask this of every guest. Uh, what is the first movie you remember seeing in a theater? Okay, first uh, first movie I remember, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh, man. Um, that would have been four at the time. Oh, wow. That's a way to start. I, yeah. I was not four years old. I I think this was the summer after eighth grade, so I was going to be a freshman in high school. And how old are freshmen in high school? Schools? What? What? What, uh, what am I saying? Well, it came out in '99. You were born in '84. Yeah, so You're I 15. was. Yeah, about 15 years old. Yeah, I cut school that day. Uh, I, I might cut, have. I cut school that day, and I saw it twice. I might have mentioned this on the show already, but I know I saw the fan, the uh, Phantom Menace in a theater. I have the ticket stub to prove it. But Me too. my my uh, memory erased that uh, from my mind, so I do not recall seeing it in a theater. So, yeah, I remember uh, me and my friends. We cut school that day. We went to the first showing of the day, and then. After the first showing of the day, we walked across the street to uh, this mall where we went to Toys R Us and bought lightsabers, and we fought in the parking lot <laughs> with lightsabers, and then we decided to go see it again because we loved it so much. And you still love it to this day, right? We were I was just going to say, we were not smart children. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't speak for my friends, but uh, now it's unwatchable. But hey, that's, that's a thing. Well, I wouldn't say unwatchable. It's fine. It it's it. Back in '99, I think it got it got rightfully panned, but with time comes acceptance, and it's fine. Matt, you just okay. just stay silent. It's fine. Um, okay. Hey, I've got the next question. Okay. Uh, speaking of what we just talked about, uh, Marcus, do you have? A movie or movies you saw as a kid that you loved, but you rewatch now, and you think like matches thought. Uh, I was a stupid kid back then. <laughs> I like this one. <sighs> Damn, that's tough to think about. Uh, I definitely do, but thinking of a specific example, I can't. I can't think of one right now. Uh. I guess yeah, probably the Star Wars movies. I, mean, <laughs> I haven't rewatched them in many years, but I remember. I mean, I really loved it until I was about thirteen or something, and then I just stopped caring. Yeah, uh, like yeah, all of them. Even then, like uh, for Phantom Menace again, I don't remember it at all seeing in the theater. But I went to go see. I remember my experience seeing. Cl- uh, what the hell is that movie? Attack of the Clones. And then okay, uh, revenge. what the hell is that movie? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I almost said Clone Wars, but it's not that. Then I saw Revenge of the Sith. Obviously, everybody knows what Star Wars movies are. Um, but no, like I remember back then being old enough just to think like, oh, this is this is not that great, but I'm still watching it because that's who I am, and that hasn't really changed 
now that I'm 30, uh, I watch crap in theaters uh, because I don't know any better. Um, but for me, I'm trying to think of an example for me. Um, I don't know. Like, Matt, do you have another one? This is a hard question. I'm, sh- I'm trying to think. Movies that just don't hold up for you as an adult? Uh, yeah. Like, I'll say kin- <sighs> Kindergarten Cop is one movie, which is like... It's, okay, I can see that. It's not that bad, but for some reason, me and my sister watched that movie over and over and over and over again. So I, did I. I watched that a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, it's like, we had, we had those movies, we just like had on VHS and just watched to no end. Um, yeah. It was weird. I just thought of one. You jogged my memory by bringing up Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, Jingle All the Way. Oh, one that I watched all the time. And I loved it, and it's unwatchable. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember speaking of Schwarzenegger. I I remember seeing Batman and Robin in a theater, and being young enough and old enough, like kind of right in the middle uh, of me thinking, "Oh, this is actually good," and then. Huh. In the same screening, just thinking, "Oh, this might be bad, but it's actually good." <laughs> and then I saw, it, then I saw it again. I saw it again in theater. So, um, yeah, uh, I was fighting with myself at that point um, because I think I was getting older as I was watching the movie. So, it oh, aged you. It aged me. Um, but yeah, so we were all dumb kids, I think, right? Yeah, we were really stupid, really stupid kids. Um, dumb. Dumb, dumb. Matt, do you have another I question? I don't think I have any. I don't. Yeah, but I was going to say I don't think I have an answer for that. that oh, question. you don't at all. Well, 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 yeah, I don't know. I'm... Well, you know, take away the uh, a movie you think is dumb now. Like what? What, what were movies you saw when you were a kid that you watched? Oh, how about vo- how about Volcano? <laughs> That's an answer. <laughs> That's an answer. I mean, I watched that movie a lot when I was a kid, and it doesn't hold up. I mean, it's still, like, a fun adventure movie with, like, you know, Tommy Lee Jones for some reason, but it's not, like, the masterpiece I thought it was when I was a kid. I kind of feel the same way about um, Dante's Peak. I've never seen it. I remember seeing that, uh, like, on cable, like, when I was a kid, and thinking, oh, this is pretty good. And it was, we, (laughs) I think it was, like, during, like, a Star's Free Weekend, where they played it, like, 20 times over the weekend. Yeah. I saw it pretty much every single time. I do remember the really... I've seen one one part of it where, like, I think the grandma gets boiled to death. And it's, like, <laughs> the most brutal thing ever. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, but when I was a kid, I didn't see that one because I was like, I already have Volcano. Why do I need another Volcano movie? <laughs> oh. I was, I, was, I was very weird like that. But then again, I went to go see, you know, Armageddon and Deep Impact. So, whatever. <laughs> like, this might I never be... have enough meteors. This might be controversial, but I'll say a movie that I saw when I was a kid that I don't think highly of now. I think it's fine, but when I was a kid, I loved it. Was Independence Day? Uh, okay, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, I watched that a lot. It's still a, it's it's it, still decent, it's but decent. I mean, it's not the greatest. No, one, no, no, it's no. not the greatest alien invasion movie ever. I mean, that would be Mars Attacks. Let's be real here. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, we. <laughs> If you if you flip the question and say what 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 movie you thought was kind of dumb when you saw it as a kid now you think it's great uh, it's Mars Attacks for me uh, Mars Attacks it's a four star classic and there's no debating it 
we can move on. No, there is no debate. No, no debate at all. I will not debate it. No. Um, but no, I don't think I have any other questions. Actually, yeah, one more. Uh, what is your favorite genre, Marcus? Favorite genre? Um, I'd say like horror or thriller. I have a column on the website where I talk about horror movies every month, and it's really fun to do because I, yeah, it's my it's my favorite genre. Yeah, Deja Viscera. I have a lot of fun editing those. They're they're a blast. Mm-hmm. I always try to find the most gruesome pictures for those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and Matt and I edit those sometimes, and I try to find not the most gruesome pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I like to have fun. Just shows how um, how crazy our editing process is. We should have rules, but we don't have any. Because, uh, <laughs> like, okay, for example, and Marcus, I forget which one. I want, of, I want balls to the wall gore. <laughs> Uh, I forget who picked this, but somebody picked, uh, oh god, now, I hope, and I might cut this out, because this might be another thing completely. I was, I'm pretty sure it's from Deja Viscera, though. If, if it's not, then stop me, and I'll edit this out. Um, but, uh, oh, what's that movie with the aliens who come down, and, and it's like, it's, I haven't seen it, but apparently it's, it scarred a lot of people when they were kids, when they saw this. Was it Fire in the Sky? Fire in the Sky? I was looking. Yo, fuck that movie. I was looking for a picture of Fire in the Sky, uh, but I just kept finding like terrible, horrible ones, and I'm like, I want like a decent <laughs> one that won't make people sick when they read this thing. But <laughs> it was hard to do. So yeah. Uh, again, I don't know if I mean, it'll, I mean I, don't don't get me wrong. I respect the hell out of that movie, but it scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I can see that, and it has the most terrifying alien abduction sequence I've ever seen in a film, because it all just feels so real. Yeah, I haven't seen it, which I'm surprised by. I was freaked out as a kid by alien invasion stuff, because I, I was a huge fan of the X-Files. And, yeah, me too. Uh, I don't know if you re- remember this, Matt. You may not remember this, Marcus, because you may have been too young, but... And I can't remember if I talked about this on the podcast before, but they had... A special on Fox called mm-hmm. uh, Alien Autopsy. Oh my God! Yes, I owned it on VHS. <laughs> I bought that at Blockbuster. Uh, and uh, oh, you know, r- real quick update: Ryan Horner picked Fire in the Sky for the DJ okay. v- uh, DJ Viscera column, so I was right. And if you look, and if you look at the picture for the Fire in the Sky, uh, 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 you know. A section in that in that post, it's pretty horrifying. Still, I couldn't I couldn't find like a less horrifying picture. Um, anyway, no Alien Autopsy. They had that that freaked me out. Then there's another special along those lines that was like a it was it was obviously fake, but they advertised it as oh there's this footage of this like oh my uh, god yes of this home being invaded by aliens yes but, yes yes. Ma- and it freaked me the fuck out. I uh, what is it called? I don't what is know. It called because I, I don't remember the name. But I've been looking for this thing for years. Like every once in a while, I'll go on uh, Google. I'll try to like, be like Fox TV special Alien Invasion, and like I never get anything. And so spoiler spoiler alert on this mysterious like Alien Invasion special. But this stuck with me, and it still sticks, sticks with me. The final yeah. the final scene is. Um, like they, they, like they have the camera. They're going into like their bedroom, like looking for whatever is in their house, and then they turn around. Uh, the door is open, and then like 
something behind the door closes it and you see it's like an alien and the alien walks uh-huh. towards the camera then the, it cuts off um oh. yeah so that eh, freaked me out i i'm i need to track i really need to track this down listeners if you know what we're talking about uh at us on twitter hey uh, what's our twitter hey cast pod there you go yeah let us know please I think I think it I think it premiered like in the late nineties, like ninety nine or something. Yeah, so it's uh, ninety eight. Yeah. I get the feeling it's when that came out. Uh, anyway, this is, this is great. I'm going to be up all night trolling YouTube trying to find <laughs> this fucking thing. I'm sure it can be found. It, it's it's just a matter of like I don't know I don't know what the name is. I think I even tried to find it myself. So and if I tr- and if I find it, I'll send you the link. <laughs> <laughs> we can freak each other out. Uh, <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Well, I think uh, Marcus has been gotten to known. Yes, I'm not yes. fixing that. That's 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 <laughs> the weird sentence I'm going to keep using for this stupid ass uh, segment. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It just rolls off the tongue. <clears throat> sure, it does. Just cough right in the mic. So you want to? Uh, I will. So uh, do you want to get down to the sausage? Yes. Let's. Uh... Let's see how Sandwich the sausage bits. is made. Yes, yeah. Uh, no way. Not 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 how the sausage is made. I'm sorry. That's another segment. This is the actual. Speaking of sandwiches, this is like a gargantuan sandwich. Uh, we just got through the bread because because that's how you eat a sandwich from the top bottom from the you top eat, down. From the top down, right? Like you just like you just like bite down into it like Pac Man. <laughs> you eat or the say, you, like Homer Simpson. Yeah, you eat, you. You eat the top bread first, and then the meats, and then uh, then you get to the bottom bread, which is the plugs. So yeah, yeah, you just you just like shove your face on the top of the sandwich, and you just go for it. So I, I mean, I'm yeah, it, it's obvious. I mean, we all eat our sandwiches that way. So let's get to the meat portion of the show. Either whether you live in Texas or wherever or New Jersey, that's what you <laughs> eat. That's, that's how you do it. Exactly. Um, okay, so what are we in store for? For these mo- what I don't even know what I'm talking about. You know, Matt, I'm I'm googling the alien thing as I'm talking, so maybe that's why oh I'm like obsessed now. Save after. Okay, fine. I think I found it, but I'll tell you later. Um, okay, cool. here we go. Twenty eight days later, no transition. Let's talk about it. Uh, one of us saw it. Who? Yes. Who done saw this? <laughs> uh, this movie. <laughs> who done saw? <laughs> who done saw? Twenty eight days later. I did for the first time. Tell us about it. Uh, oh my god, this thing is glorious. Um, it's one of those. Like, two minutes in, I knew this movie was for me, uh, just from the way it's set up to what causes everything to go wrong, uh, to the fact that it's shot on video. Um, this is only the third Danny Boyle film I've seen, but it's far and away my favorite thus far. Uh, his his use of his his filming style here is like next level. I love how it's all very matter of fact. It's like you are there with them. I think the the video really helps with that. But yeah, this movie. Uh, I can't believe I haven't seen it before now. But it really blew me away in how epic in scale, but also personal it is, and how you get to know these characters and you like you grow to love them over this over the span of like two hours. Uh. Everyone is great in this. From uh, I think you say his name, Killian Murphy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's how we're saying it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Naomi Harris is wonderful. Uh, Brennan Gleeson always terrific. Uh, 
Chris Eccleston. I just know him from Doctor Who and that Thor movie, but yeah, he was pretty good in this. Yeah, I love this thing. It's it's gonna be a movie that I rewatch often. I feel uh, I feel there's a lot of little details I didn't pick up the first time that I cannot wait to rewatch and just delve into. Uh, I'm sure everyone else has seen this because you know it's a movie that everyone has seen, but I didn't until tonight <laughs> until about 20 minutes before we finished recording. Uh, but yeah, I really loved it. I loved the performances, um, and yeah, it's terrific. It's 28 Days Later, and it's my favorite Danny Boyle so far. Ooh, that's that's something. Um, I've only seen three. Which this others? Is my third. Which others have you seen? Uh, Slumdog Millionaire, which I despise. Okay. And Steve Jobs, which I really, really like. Okay. So that's it. <laughs> uh, that's all I've seen from him. Uh, Marcus, have you seen 28 Days Later? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, what do you think of it? Because I haven't seen it in years. I don't, I don't think I can give like a good, um, like like a good take on it because it's. I just need to rewatch it. But uh, I, I'm assuming yeah. you've seen it like sooner than I have. So, I, I, how do you feel about it, Marcus? Uh, you are incorrect, Marcelo. I'm in the same boat as you. I have not seen <laughs> you it haven't seen it years. Yeah. Oh, see it. Yeah, it's been too to actually have an opinion on it, but I, Damn it, I remember <laughs> incredibly scary. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember being as scared, but I remember just liking it a lot. I, this is an odd detail, I remember. Um, the DVD um, like had bad audio, and it, I and I, I didn't mind the video, because like it, it isn't shot like uh, on it's video. shot on video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it look, the, the Blu-ray looks like butt. Yeah, and that's entirely. But on it's purpose. supposed to. Yeah, it's supposed to. And and and, and what year did that come out? Was it 2001? No. two thousand one? No, two two thousand two two thousand two. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, but 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 the sound of it wasn't that great when I saw it on DVD, and that kind of bugged me. Like the audio was too low, uh, and, and when I turned it up, it it kind of blasted my speakers like uh, in a bad way. Oh jeez. But uh, no, I there isn't there a Simpsons joke in there. Um, I appreciated that. <laughs> I think I think so. You just saw it, Matt. I'm pretty sure there was like they, they reference a Simpsons episode. There's like a scene where all these characters are sitting down, uh, and they're like in the, in the midst of like the zombie invasion. They're trying to survive, and they're trying to cheer each other up. And I think one of them. I'm I'm pretty sure this is from 28 Days Later. One of them like brings up a Simpsons episode. Uh, they just, you know, it's that episode where uh, I think it's a Halloween special where Homer is King Kong, and I think okay. the punchline is like Smithers uh, says, says something about semen. Um, so I think, yeah, that's that's the joke they told. That's stuck in my mind. But no, other than that, Damn. other than that, I remember being freaked out by the blood. I don't. My thing oh, is, oh, yeah. My thing is uh, not necessarily the amount of blood that's shown, but just. Blood mixing in with like other blood, uh, what's what, what do you call yeah. that? Just um, blood mixing with other blood. Yeah, yeah. I don't that, think there's a special word for that. that. That's a scientific term. But that the uh, the blood drop that falls into um, what's his face's Brandon eye, Gleason's Brandon eye, Brennan Gleason's eye. That really freaked me out. Oh, you mean the you mean the scene that made me cry? <laughs> yeah, that one. <sighs> that upset me, but. Uh, I was a wreck. Yeah, I was because he because he's like he's he knows it's about to happen. He's like, I love you so much, and I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't. I that was very sad. 
I remember this being very good. I, I'll, I'll rewatch it soon because I am a big fan of Danny Boyle. I know a lot of people like to uh, rag like to on him. Rag on him. Um, I, I'm a fan of Slumdog Millionaire. I like that movie a lot. It's I, fine. I do. Uh, but I do. I, I do love the fact that this whole virus in 28 Days Later happened because PETA are a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> That that I turned to Carlo like two like two minutes in and was like, of course Peter released this virus, dicks. <laughs> and I, just looking through Danny Boyle's filmography, Matt, I'm surprised you haven't seen a lot of these. I mean, you should see uh, Sunshine. Yeah, I, I really want to watch that. It's been I it's been staring at me when I walk past it on the shelf these past few weeks. I'm like, you know what? That that looks really good. A train spotting is, I guess you can call is, it. Is, yeah. I, I've seen a clip from it, and it's scary. I don't like babies. Oh, you are... Oof, well, just just hold off on that one, then. Um, so much so that when I saw a dead baby in 20 Days Later, I was like, ah, you finally killed that train-spotting baby. Good. No spoilers here. Um, 100, <laughs> 127 hours. I, I, like that lo- I like that one a lot. Uh, That's coming up soon. Maybe James Franco's best performance, maybe. Because we're doing the, uh, we're watching our movies in order, and that's why we watch Twenty Eight Days Later tonight. <laughs> I forgot, and you're still in the numbers. You've been doing this for months. Well, we just finished Twenty Four. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, anyway, like, like two days ago. That's insane. You, you guys, yeah, are, no. you guys are going to be sixty by the time you're you're done with I this. I know it's great. Uh, uh, Marcus, what are your thoughts, and how much have you seen of Mister Boyle's filmography? I'm actually a big fan. I I don't think I've seen a movie of his that I have not liked. I've not seen them all, but I've seen more than uh, Matt. But I, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm totally with you, Marcus. Like I haven't seen all of them. You've seen more than three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm even a fan of Trance, which a lot of people really did not like. Trance was awesome. Uh, I really like that movie. It is bizarre, but it, it is, I think, a... I, what is it? It's, uh, I've heard of it. I know it has. I'll have to look it up because I forgot who's in it. Rosario uh, Dawson. Yeah, in Rosario it. Dawson. Uh, James McAvoy. Vincent Cassell. Hmm. It's got a heavy cast. But no, um, a lot of people did not like that movie, and I really did. It has its problems. I remember that. Um, but mm-hmm. I think it's it's visually. I like Danny Boyle's visuals, I think, more than anything else. Um, that's why I like uh, Slumdog Millionaire a lot. Just the way he shot it, I really, really like that. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Trance. I'm a fan of Danny Boyle. So I need to see Trainspotting too. I can't believe I haven't seen that yet. Um, but yeah, that's me and I Danny heard Boyle. It's quite good. Yeah, but Matt, I'll, I'll say this. I recommend. Well, if you do this in order thing, you'll see 127 hours. But yes, eventually, I, I recommend seeing Sunshine. I think that's more. It's, it's more up your alley, and it's one I'm surprised you haven't seen yet because it's yeah, it uh, it's really I think it's really good. I think it stands up. Nice. And hey, it's, it's celebrating its tenth year anniversary this year. It came out two thousand seven. Wow. I have to look up when it came out. Anyway, so that's hey, that's that, that that's Danny Boyle, right? <laughs> yeah, we, I'm gonna explore his filmography because I do feel like I would be a fan. Yeah, I, I think he would be. All right, speaking of being a fan of, I am a fan of uh, the writers and director of this movie, 
Rough Night. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, Queen. Yes. Yes, Queen. <laughs> I mean, I was watch I was rewatching episodes of Broad City because of this of movie. Of course Shrimp Cocktail is his favorite. <laughs> It died laughing when I saw that tweet. By the way, yeah, I, I tweeted out some like uh, that Ron Howard joke from one of their episodes because it just so happened I sat down to take a break from work, and I that's the first episode I, I watched on my break. So yeah, um, so good. But yeah, I love Broad City, one of my favorite comedies on TV right now, and of course I had to go see Rough Night. I, I went out to the theater on Tuesday night. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm like behind on work, and I should have like went home and like caught up on work. But I'm like, no, I need a break. I'll, I'll watch Rough Nights. I'm a fan of all these people. Sit down, watch it. Come out of the movie two hours. Had a rough night. Two hours later. <laughs> I mean, this is. I'm gonna have a rough time explaining how much I didn't like this movie, but uh, I, I don't know. It's hard not. It's hard. I'm not gonna say I hate it. Matt, I did not hate it, but I was, ex- I was expecting a little more, and I, I didn't get yeah. it. I will say it's not—it's not the worst comedy I've seen this year. Luckily, Baywatch is a lot worse. I have yes. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Marcus knows. Jeez, I—I—I I, I don't know. Um, I, I talked about it on the show, right? I went to go see it with friends. That's the only reason I went to go see it because these guys were like, "Oh, let's go see Baywatch." I'm like, I guess. Okay, um, fine, whatever. Um, Fine, dicks. <laughs> but no, I I at least liked Rough Night better than Baywatch, but I can't say I'm a fan of Rough Night. Uh, that's my take. Um, I did laugh a few few times, but there's just something missing. Something missing there. Um, Matt, let me pass it to you, because I think you like yes. this, this movie a lot more than I did. Yeah, I love this movie. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, last week I had off on Thursday, so I kind of binged the entire Broad City series, having never seen it before, and I completely fell in love. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows now. It's just so much fun and so real and down to earth, but also completely ridiculous. And this movie is completely ridiculous, and I really, really dug it. I had a lot of fun with this. I mean, I enjoyed ninety percent of the cast. <laughs> who who didn't you like? Uh, Zoe Kravitz, because she's kind of just there. And Why? She, she's great. She is, she, she's ugh. fine, but it's like... You speak like somebody who hasn't seen Big Little Lies. So No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so you sound like that person. You haven't seen it, so you don't know how is great she is. Is she in that? Yeah. Okay, because I just know her from this and Fury Road, I think. Oh, yeah, she was in Fury Road. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. no, Alana Glazer's great. Uh, I really like her. Um, I like Jillian Bell quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Kate McKinnon is pretty good here. I enjoyed Scarlet for the most part. I thought she was really good. Uh, really good uh, emotional beats. She can be really funny when she wants to, which is yeah. nice. Which is a nice change of pace for her, from you know shooting guns and you know doing stuff like that. Which hey maybe she maybe she shoots a gun in this movie, uh, but no I really dug it and um, yeah no and I dug the uh, the writer what's his name he was Paul Downs yeah he's on uh, Broad City yeah yeah uh, I like Jim Boss yeah yeah I liked him in this I thought he was pretty funny and all of his you know incredibly boring friends uh, they were pretty <laughs> great 
um, yeah, I liked it. I liked the uh, the scene that took place at the truck stop with uh, Buzz from Home Alone. I thought that was really funny. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I my eyes lit up when he whenever he shows up in a movie. I'm like, oh, it's Buzz. I'm so glad he's you know still working. Uh, but yeah, that that was really funny. Yeah, I dug it. I thought it was pretty good. Could have used a little you know bit of a stronger ending. Yeah. But other than that, other than that, you know, hey, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I think my problems mostly are in the third act, without giving. Yeah, it has issues. Yeah, Yeah, but uh, I mean, but I'll also say it was nice seeing Demi Moore again. Yeah, yeah, for her. And uh, she looks, she looks really good. Yeah, yeah, she does. I will, I will. Yes, uh, she looks terrific. Yeah, and uh, bring her back into things, please. (laughs) We Hollywood just cast her some more, make her do some fun things. Because, come on, man. (laughs) It was looking for a while there back. Like, wasn't like eight years ago that we were having a Demi Moore renaissance, but then that quickly died down. Yeah, it was really, it's a shame. Yeah, let's do that again. Um, but, no, but but going to the, his name is Paul W. Downs. Like, yeah, he's okay. the co-writer and he stars in this. <laughs> I like how he plays Skull Johansson's fiance. So he like, he, yes. he kisses uh, Skull Johansson a lot in this movie. Of course, because he wrote it. <laughs> I do like. I don't want to give it away, but that his, the subplot of his I think might be my favorite because they reference. It's so funny. They reference uh, the true life story of that astronauts who put on yes. diapers to go to Florida. Um, yeah. When they were describing it, when they were like, "What is it called? The sad astronaut or the fast yeah, astronaut?" The, the, I think the sad astronaut. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I turned to Carlo. I was like, "Oh my god, I remember this." He's oh, like, yeah. I don't, He's like, I, "I do not. I do not know what the fuck they're talking about." I was like, "Just shut up and watch." But yeah, like I remember this story about this crazy woman who wore diapers and like drove across three states. Like it was nuts, and they used it in the movie, which made me laugh my ass off. Yeah. So I think that was a bit of genius, and I could have used more genius. Like, yeah. and one more thing I'll say, and then I'll toss it because uh, Marcus, you've seen this, right? Yeah, I went to it too. Yeah, um, there's one more thing I'll say. I I wish it would have gone a bit darker at the end. If I I don't want to give it away. Yeah, because yeah, the kind of- yeah because the uh, the whole th- I mean the plot of the movie is like they're they're having a. Uh, a, a bachelorette night, and they kill a stripper, right? So yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, but maybe it would have been in line with like the the movie's like final themes if like it got too dark. But I think if they would have went dark, I think I might have enjoyed it more. If that makes sense. But I'll I'll, I'll leave it there. I mean, Marcus, what what are your thoughts on Rough Night? I I liked it a lot. I was not expecting anything going into it because every trailer I watched it nothing looked good about it to me but then i except for the cast of course but i went i went to it and i i was laughing a lot i thought it was really funny there were a lot of great gags there's uh cameos from comedians that i appreciated a lot like eric andre and yeah uh bo burnham yeah bo burnham he has the funniest line in the movie for me (laughs) uh let's see um I'll say that it kind of falls into a weird trope with comedies that's not good um, where it's just like with party scenes and stuff it's just shooting it like you're watching people have fun but that's not necessarily funny you know yeah to watch it does that a lot but overall I liked it yeah I'm I'm glad you guys liked it more than I did 
I mean, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I I I was there. I I, I bought a ticket for it. I, I I supported it because I'm a fan of all these people. Yes, a hundred percent of these people, I am. Yeah, the the audience I was with really liked it. They yeah. were laughing their asses off, yeah. and it was funny. It was uh, Carlo and I, and uh, former guest to the show Amy. She was on one of the uh, the drunken episodes that oh, I did okay. live from the bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was us, and then it was like a group of like moms. <laughs> Like you could clearly tell, it was like moms and their daughters. Like, let's go out for a movie night, and uh, they were all laughing their asses off. <laughs> it was oh, really great. fun. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, so you uh, folks listening, you get two strong recommendations to see it, and me like right in the middle. I think so. Yeah, uh, and you saying, well, if you like Broad City, go see it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of like uh, I'm a fan of Broad City. I'm a fan of because uh, yeah, because if, if you don't know, folks listening. Uh, Lucia Agnello, which I think is how you say her name, the director's yes. name. She she directs a lot of the Broad City episodes. She's basically yeah. the you know uh, along with um, the two leads, like one of the people who helped create it and and, and produce it on screen. Broad City. Yeah. And and Paul Downs is also like a star of Broad City and like a writer in that show. So yeah, yeah it's. If you're a fan of Broad City, I think you'll appreciate a lot of this, which I do. Which you should be, because yeah. it's a great show. It's a great show. I'm finally, I'm glad you finally got the chance to see. Oh Broad my City. god! Yeah. Now all these gifts make sense. And I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, finally, um, my life, my life is better now. Speaking of night, that's that's it. That's great. Let's find a change of pace and talk about what comes at night. It comes at night. <laughs> Uh, Mar- yeah, Marcus. Marcus. Uh, yeah, you saw this. I did. What did you it's, think of It Comes at Night? Um, I'll say that I really liked it, but I'm trying to think to talk around it because I don't want to say too much or anything really of plot because... If you want to spoil it, I'll leave. <laughs> no, nobody's spoiling anything. <laughs> I will leave for a minute or two. It's no, fine. I nobody, think, nobody's I spoiling th- it. I think the trailers do a very, very good job of obscuring the type of movie it is, and they tell you zero about what it's going to be like or what it is, which is... It, it, <laughs> it's, it led to a theater full of people that did not want to watch that movie. <laughs> and they were angry when it ended. <laughs> but I was not. I liked it a lot. It's really it's creepy. There's a lot of uh, really scary imagery in it. Uh, the last ten minutes is just perfect. The final shot, amazing. Uh, really sticks the landing at the end. Joel Edgerton does not get enough credit. He is a great actor. He really is, and he's a great writer. Uh, he didn't write this, but you know what I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I liked it. No, yeah, I I talked about it a few episodes ago. I'm I'm a fan of this movie. Uh, I I guess I can understand the hate on both sides. There there are two people who hate this. Uh, first kind of person, Marcus, you mentioned. I mean, like I guess general audiences who come to this thinking one thing, like it's a traditional horror movie. Um, yeah. Then they leave. You know, uh, they leave because they just saw it, and they they see that it's not a traditional horror movie. That's... As as soon as it ended, there was a very loud "fuck that movie." <laughs> oh, really? 
Yes. Which I, I'm always a fan of. I, I, I don't get it much often anymore because I see movies mostly where Matt. The Alamo Draft House, <laughs> where dreams are made. And people are respectful and uh, they shut their mouths uh, about it. Sounds nice. Yeah. Um, but, Must be nice. <laughs> But when I was in San Antonio, at like a, it was it was still like an it was an indie theater. It was an indie theater, but it wasn't the Draft House. I forget the name of it. Um, but I mm. saw there there will be blood there. No, it wasn't No oh. Country. I forget. I think it was okay. for both. I think it was for No Country, and, <laughs> there, and there will be blood. There at the that end was of, a dark year. <laughs> at ten years, uh, ten years this December. But both of those movies walked out of them. The audience, but in both those screens, were like. Fuck this movie. I think at the end of No Country, somebody did say, fuck this movie. So, Oh, wow. I remember um, when I saw There Will Be Blood the second time, because we had to go twice. Uh, the first time, there was like a uh, car accident, and someone hit a transformer, and all the power went out. <laughs> they hit a Michael but, Bay transformer. They hit yeah. Bumblebee? Uh, but no, the, uh, the, the power went out just when the oil derrick exploded, so we thought it was like part of the movie. That's amazing. We were like, oh, we were like, oh, the screen went black. What, what the hell? But then the usher came in. He's like, hey, everyone gets free passes. Uh, when that movie ended, the second when I eventually saw the whole thing, there was like thunderous applause. <laughs> uh, we had a good crowd for that. Yeah, um, but no. Okay, so uh, to my main point, yes, like okay, general audiences who don't, who you know, they're not fooled, but they just expect one thing, and, and it's something else completely. There's, there's those people who hate it. The other type of person, the smarter, you know, movie-going person, I've seen this on Twitter. Uh, they don't like it because I think they maybe think it's like too basic. It's maybe they think that its themes are just too like they've seen it done better before. I guess I buy that, but I think this well, good for them. I think this still has the goods. It has. I think it's uh, directed very well by Trey Edward Schultz. Uh, on, a, on a technical level, uh, on a technical level, I can admire its performance-wise. I really love Joe Edgerton in this. So there's a lot to love in this movie. So I don't know. I really like it a lot. I'm definitely on the positive side. So um, I mean, Matt, I think at this point it may have passed you by. So you have to wait. I don't till... even think. I think it was playing at my theater here for like a week. Yeah, it's just, I missed uh, it. Just pick it up on Blu-ray right away. Of course. Yeah, uh, I would highly recommend it. So. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah. There you go. It comes at night. And and, and folks listening who, who the film may be playing around you still, uh, my recommendation, and I've talked about it before. I've talked about it a lot, I think, actually. So I may have over-talked it. It's your favorite movie of the year. Oh, no, it's one of my favorite well, movies no, you, of the year. Well, no, you talk about it a lot, so I'm just, you know, <laughs> messing with you. One thing I haven't talked about, I think, is the title. It comes at night. My recommendation is don't pay too much attention attention to that title. <laughs> no. no, it could have had a different title, and maybe it would have helped it a little bit more in terms of people coming. I gotta, in. I gotta say though, this is the easiest movie to make a uh, a porn title out of. The the porn title is or you, you don't need a porn title. Yeah, but they already, they, they, <laughs> maybe they just changed the spelling. And then you, got, you got your you got your title. Perfect. There you go. Uh, okay, so we've we've <laughs> we figured out who comes at night. It, it comes at night. Um, clown. And with that, terrifying. Let's take a break. Uh, we need to take care of business. 
no need to say any more. Or bidness, as the eat. kids say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll be back after this break, guys. Enjoy this nice musical interlude. I think I the alien autopsy no the the alien abduction abduction thing I think it I think it's called alien abduction incident in Lake County. Okay, give me one second. Um, I have the link to it. I can send it to you. Like I, I'm gonna send you the Vimeo link. See, I seem to remember. Okay, I, I think we're back. Let's just this is part of the show. Hold on, I found it. You found it. You found the video. The, the McPherson tape. Yeah. Is that it? Yep. I, hold on. Okay. Now, I... Uh, Let me scroll through it Yeah, real just quick. scroll through. I don't think it's it, because that scene I described on this podcast earlier, I don't think it's in there. I skipped ahead, and it ends different. I think it's a different video. Is it? I'm going to the end. Hold on. <laughs> This is going to be a lot of nesting. Alright, who knows? I will save this, I will watch it another time, but i got to find this thing. So, the, the the end of this, like, they're all, like, at a dinner table, and then the alien comes through the door. You know, spoiler alert for the McPherson tapes of 1998. <laughs> but I don't remember that at all. I remember the ending I said, where an alien is in a bedroom, yeah. and he's, like, behind a door, and he, and he, and he gets a kid, but... I don't know. I have to. I have to keep looking. Yeah, I'm not sure. Find this. Anyway, hey, we're back. Hi. Uh, that was great. Let's talk about some critters, okay? But first, oh, but oh, sorry. Breaking news. It's I forget because Matt just told me off mic. Uh, uh, we have a special entry into the ep- episode 74. Hey, what you watching? Uh, roster of movies. What is it, Matt? Uh, okay, real quick. Uh, my mother, Jean, wanted me to mention this. She watched about half an hour of that Dirty Dancing remake, and it was dreadful. <laughs> uh, the casting was all off, and it was just god-awful, and she turned it off. So there's that. Thanks, Mom. I'm glad we could get that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I told her I'd mention it, and uh, I, I'm a man of my word. Okay. So. You're, a, you're a mom. Your mama's boy. boy. But she's the best person I've ever met. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Uh, Matt, All right. it, 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 this could be another segment on the show. Uh, Matt's mom. Uh, my, what, let me think. Matt's mom's recommendations. Hey, I could have her on for an entire episode on Woody Allen if you want. <laughs> Let's do that for a special. No, Mother's Day is already over, so yeah. a special, like a Thanksgiving episode or something. I'm fairly certain uh, Manhattan Murder Mystery might be her favorite movie. There you go. So. Look for that, folks. Let's make that peek behind the curtain. Let's make that episode one hundred. Let's just have Matt's mom for an hour. <laughs> Critters, yay! Both of you saw it. I did not see these critters, so you guys can talk about it. 
I'm yeah, going to um, I'm I'm just going to lean back and enjoy this Critters listen. talk for the f- next five minutes. All right. Well, we only saw two Critters movies, but uh, hey, let's talk about those. Uh, recently, Hulu uh, added a whole bunch of movies, and some of the movies they added were four Critters movies. Uh, these This series ran from, I believe, 1986 to 1992, and the one I watched was the first one, which is basically uh, which I thought I had seen when I was a kid, but I don't think I saw this one when I was younger. I'm pretty sure I saw the second one because I do not remember any of this. Uh, I do not remember Billy Zane getting eviscerated by a cute little furball, um, and I do not remember all this stuff that it starts in outer space and these little critters escape and. Uh, some bounty hunters go after them and they have green glowing faces and then they turn into Terrence Mann for some reason and it was really weird but uh, once they get to the little farm town M. Emmett Walsh is the chief of police uh, fans will know him from uh, Blade Runner he was the chief of police there so I guess he was just you know playing to type and then it has Dee Wallace who was the mom in just about every 80's movie uh, she's actually going to come up uh, later on in the in the show when I talk about another uh, not-so-great horror movie. But hey, no, Critters is a blast and a half. I had so much fun with this thing. Uh, the effects are great. Uh, they were done by the Chiodo brothers, uh, who would go on a few years later to direct uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Still waiting on a sequel to that, even though there's some rights issues happening. But uh, yeah, love Critters. It was a lot of fun. And uh, hey, New Line w- wasn't just the house that Freddy built. They were also the house that Critters built. So uh, good times with the first one. Uh, you watched the third one, right, Marcus? Starring Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio? Starring young Leonardo DiCaprio in his it first is. big screen yep. role. Yep, yep, Although yep. Not a big screen role because it was straight to video. This is true. Uh, tell me about Critters 3 because I, I've only seen this once and I was about eight years old. Okay, so uh, it doesn't have anything to do with space, really. It just It's the Critters. They assume you know about them. Yes. They hitch a ride under somebody's car and ride over with them to a low-rent apartment building that's being shut down by the evil landlord whose son is Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, evil landlord Leonardo DiCaprio and the families that live in this building have to try to survive against the cute little furballs that are trying to eat them. Yeah. Yep, that's Critters 3 already. <laughs> uh, I know in the fourth one they go to outer space because what series wouldn't be a, uh, a series, you know, in the 90s that didn't go to outer space eventually. But yeah, no, I, from what I've seen of this series, it's harmless fun. These are harmless little fun, good time monster movies. And the Critters effects are pretty good uh, for, yeah. you know, little, little hand puppets. They're pretty darn cool. Very good. Uh, and there's lots of good blood and stuff like that and there's a fire that looks pretty nice actually and, and then when well, they talk point, they talk they're super cute and fun and they like cheeseburgers and they curse <laughs> a lot it's fun it's good times <laughs> at one point one of them eats a flare and then it like blows up a little and you can see the flame inside of it I remember that oh, wow. looked very nice nice yeah no I uh I was a big fan of Critters when I was a kid, and uh, I will be watching the rest of the series uh, while I have the chance, while they're still on Hulu. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard... I'd, I've heard of it, but I've never had any interest or anything, but then you asked people to help around with the article, 
and I just said, why the hell not? And I watched this, and I thought it was super fun, and I, I would like to watch the other three. Yeah, uh, if anyone uh, wants to check it out, we did a special Screams from the Crypt Critters episode, uh, like installment, where uh, four of us all got together and we discussed all four Critters movies and uh, had a lot of fun uh, editing that and putting that together and, uh, yeah, had a blast with it. Good times. Yeah, check it out on TalkFromSociety.com. Hell yeah, shameless plug. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I, this, th- I mean, this is... This is People are subscribed to the Talk from Society podcast network feed, so... Uh, I would should... hope they know there's a website. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you don't know there's a website, please let me know. Yeah, um, check out the website. <laughs> check it out. Um, as you guys were talking about Critters, I was looking through... <laughs> I'm obsessed with this alien thing now. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so, okay, so this is like a mystery throughout the episode so it may continue on to to the end of the episode I think that McPherson thing is the thing we're talking okay. about because there are apparently several they edited it, they edited it for TV right? yeah there's, there are three versions of it so I, I, I kind of want to see all three so there's an original 1989 version of the McPherson yeah. tapes uh, then there's a remake uh, they made in 98 which is like the full thing it's like they just yeah. added more money to it. Then there's a UPN special of it where they intersect fake interviews, um, which I think is the thing I saw. I think that's it. But Interesting. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so look up this McPherson tape thing. Uh, <laughs> if you want and Definitely a, watch Critters. <laughs> definitely watch Critters. Make it like a watch all four Critters movies and then this at the very end. I gotta ask Marcelo, have you seen any of the Critters? No, no. I, oh, I, you should. They're super fun. I think I've seen it. Um, I'm sure I've seen years ago. Yeah, I've seen one of them, maybe like 25 years ago when I was like five years old or something. I don't know. Yeah. They're goofy fun, along with like you know ghoulies and hobgoblins. The, these little creature movies from like the late 80s, early 90s. They're pretty harmless and they're just a good time. Well, ghoulies scared me when I was a kid. That's it, the toilet. Yeah, oh yeah, that traumatized me. So no, thank you. No, uh, I, I th- no, I don't want to get into it. But I think I need, I, I need therapy to help me break we down. Get past, get past yeah. coolies. Yeah, help me get past coolies. I think I, I, I think I have problems. Even you didn't to this go to day. The bathroom for like four years. Did you? <laughs> I still have, I still have problems. I, I need to take a broom in to the bathroom every time I go. <laughs> Just tap on the toilet, make sure there's no ghoulies in there. Well, don't worry. The critters. Don't, I don't. I don't believe the critters ever went in the toilet. <laughs> Let's hope so. Um, speaking of critters and monsters, the mummy. There's no transition. Yeah, real quick. Uh, uh, I know last week uh, James and uh, Dan and I talked about this. Uh, what do you think of the mummy? Of yeah, the mummy 2017. Uh, Marcus, have you seen the mummy? No, I would like to, so please tell me about it. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> off mic, I told Matt, it's like, I don't want to talk about The Mummy. I mean, I think it's all been said. Now we're like, we're like two weeks, coming on three weeks after the release. What else is there to say? Um, it's fine. Like, I had, when I was watching the movie, it, as I was watching the movie, sitting there, I had a good time. I did. I enjoyed. Yep, me too. I enjoyed Tom Cruise punching zombies. That's Damn right. My that's one the biggest takeaway I got from the movie. 
That's what you pay for. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and Tom Cruise had a lot of good Tom Cruise lines. You can definitely tell he had a lot of creative control over this. It was more than fifteen seconds. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good line. But I, I didn't. I didn't bother. I did not bother to read every every article about the behind the scenes shenanigans that apparently went on. Because I was bored by it. Yeah, I was tired of it. Uh, whatever. Tom Cruise knows what he's doing. He, I can yeah. tell he tried his best to save this movie. But when this movie... Kurtzman be damned. Yeah, this movie is a cog in a machine that's not even built yet. And it's yeah. fairly obvious. At, at the very end, they try their damnedest to make... To, to have this be like the foundation for like a huge, you know, franchise that is not entirely planned out, and it's, it's weird. Happen. It's it's super weird. I did not like it. Um, one art- one article I did read, and I don't know if you guys mentioned this on the last episode because yeah. I'm still in the process of editing of editing it. But uh, Jake Johnson, uh, his line at the very end is one of the most ridiculous lines I've ever heard. In a I blockbuster. don't know what you're talking about. We can talk about it uh, maybe after the show, but oh, I know. Okay, yeah, yeah. But Jake Johnson's entire arc in that movie is is weird, insane, and yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's yes. I don't. I, I'm, I'm I'm struggling talking about it because I it's it's. I'll just say, yeah, like well, it, well, like I, well, one last thing. It's just kind of. I don't know. I don't appreciate a movie like this ending the way it does. Uh, I just, I, I, I sort of wish it was just its own separate thing. Uh, mm. Kind of just ends the way you'd want a movie to end with a strong narrative conclusion, kind of wrapping things up. But no, this nope. is part one of whatever of like a, I don't know, ten part series with all these universal yeah. monsters. I don't know. <laughs> it's fairly obvious, uh, but I don't appreciate that. I just, uh, and then you know, days later. I kind of forgot about it, which is a shame. Yeah. For what it is, it's entertaining. It's entertaining enough. So that's all I can say about the mummy. I uh, two things real quick. I will say that uh, before this week, before this movie came out, I didn't know that his name was Jake Johnson. <laughs> uh, for years, I've just called him Nick from New Girl. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's nice that I finally learned the man's name. I guess. Yeah, I, uh, that's a, that's a nice little added bonus that the mummy gave me. <laughs> You know, one one quick thing, and I didn't put this on my letterbox, and, and I didn't mention this on the show because I watched only half of it. But uh, Jake Johnson stars in a Netflix movie called Win It All. Which, okay, yeah, I think I think I've heard of this one. From what I've seen, I, I've only seen the last half. I think it's very good. Um, huh. I like Jake Johnson a lot, actually. I, I I've seen like the f- Nick from New Girl. Yeah, I've seen like the first two seasons of that show. Then I got good. then I got tired of the show and Zoe Deschanel, which it makes me sad. It's uh, okay, it gets better. Uh, but but anyway, he's great. Uh, overall, I like him. I like when I see him uh, in anything. So yeah, uh, for those who have Netflix, <laughs> everybody out there in America, uh, I, I recommend yeah, seeing. Much. I recommend seeing Win It All because from what I've seen, it's a pretty solid effort. Nice. And it has a good Jake Johnson performance. So yeah, there you go. And real quick, I will say that I'm totally here for batshit crazy Jekyll and Hyde Russell Crowe because when he's beating the crap out of Tom Cruise with a Cockney accent, yes, please. <laughs> it's bizarre, man. It's, it's so weird. It's, weird. it's so weird. But I was having the time of my life watching that that weird ass scene. 
uh, I don't know. I mean, again, I, the movie has unfortunately left my memory. Um, like after two weeks, so yeah, I don't know. I, I wish, <laughs> I wish uh, it wasn't part of like a stupid, goddamn invisible franchise at this point. Anyway, so that's the mummy, the yeah. mummy, the mummy, the mummy. Uh, let's let, let's move on to other critters, other creatures. <laughs> More types of creatures. All right, yeah, I did a uh, double feature of both alligator movies. Uh, I watched uh, Louis Teague's uh, 1980 creature feature, Alligator, starring Robert Forster. And, yeah, this movie's awesome. I remember seeing this as a kid. Uh, really loved it uh, when I was younger. And it really holds up. It's a good time. Uh, I didn't realize how great uh, the cast is when I was a kid. I mean, when I was a kid, I had no idea who the hell Robert Forster was. Uh, but now he's one of my favorite actors, and it has Michael Gazzo, uh, Gazzo from uh, The Godfather Two. Uh, he was Oscar nominated for that, and he plays basically like the chief of police slash mayor. I think it's not very clear, but he's great in this too. A lot of fun. The the creature effects, the alligator actually looks really good. I mean, uh, Louis Teague uh, made kind of a thing for himself doing uh, these little creature features. He did uh, this one, and he did Cujo uh, two years later three years later which is uh one of my favorite uh you know killer animal movies and uh it's only a plus that it's a stephen king movie you'll be able to read about that over the summer on talk film society shameless plug and and yeah but no alligator is a lot of fun i had a blast with it uh also i watched alligator 2 the mutation from 1991 and uh again starring d wallace because she was the mom in everything for about a uh, 10, 15 year period. And everything about this is the first movie and more. It's essentially a remake of the first one, which, I mean, most of these monster movies are just, you know, the same movie from as the first one, just, you know, put a number two on the, on the poster and you're good to go. Um, had a lot of fun with this one too it's got some great great comedy in it that actually works and lands and it's not just because of you know bad acting Uh, i feel that these actors knew the kind of movie they were in and they kind of play up to that which really helps uh yeah i really appreciated this one but i did not appreciate its entire quit smoking uh campaign that it was basically running throughout the entire thing that was a little bizarre uh, you know, because it starts out with, oh, Dad, I'm so glad you quit smoking on your birthday. And he's like, oh, I, I didn't. And then it ends with him going, you know what? All I need is you, honey, my wife, D. Wallace. I don't need cigarettes anymore. And I'm like, that's not real. Stop it. <laughs> uh, the truth before the truth was a thing. But hey, uh, Alligator 1 and 2, uh, I'm pretty sure they're not in print. You can't really find these anywhere, uh, but if you know where to look, you can find shitty ass VHS re- rips, and you can watch those. So, have a day. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I think I may have Al- heard these mentioned before in in my life, but I've never seen them. Oh. And uh, these will be brought up again uh, over the summer for Screams of the Crypt. Uh, staff writer Sean Beatty and I have a uh, creature feature series that we're planning. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Ooh. <laughs> Content. Have you heard of these movies, Marcus? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I could tell you about another alligator movie, Lake Placid. I've seen that. Ooh. I I have, cool that one I haven't seen. I haven't seen that either. That's I know that, it's I know that really Betty, I know Betty White's awesome in it. Yeah, she feeds a bunch of baby alligators. It's cute. Hell yeah. But <laughs> it's... 
That movie is stupid, but it's really fun. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, can't wait for that feature, Matt. In the future, it's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be so much fun. Speaking of fun, yeah, Triple X Return oh, of Xander yeah. Cage. I mean, I was just praising this the other night. I was talking with a friend. Uh, he brought up Fast Eight, and I'm like, dude. I didn't say dude. Uh, I said, sir. You, you didn't pull your best Anthony Hopkins go, dude. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to talk Transformers next week. Um, Don't worry. We're going to be talking a few of them in a little bit. <laughs> uh, but at Transformers 5, I'm going to see it, I swear. Same. I'm going to Saturday night. But I was talking about Fast 8, and I had to bring up Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. And I said, as much as I like the Fast and Furious movies... And I wasn't a huge fan of Fast 8 in retrospect, but man, I can get behind Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. For sure. I I can just say it. I can just say it now. I love Return of Xander Cage. It's super silly. It has a lot of pretty great action. And it's like unfiltered Vin Diesel. Uh, Whatever problems Vin Diesel had on set on Fast 8 with like The Rock and like wanting to hog the spotlight, that's all gone. And it's, yeah, it's what I want in a Vin Diesel action movie in 2017. So, The year of our Lord. The year of our Lord, the year of our Lord Vin Diesel. But 2017. Return of Xander Cage. Marcus, you saw this, right? Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it, okay? A- am I crazy, Marcus? Am I crazy for saying this is like one of the best action movies of the year? Absolutely not, Marcelo. This oh, movie yeah. takes so much ass. <laughs> I was so I shocked. Wait. I had no idea it would be this fun. I've, I've seen the first one like when it was new, just on DVD or something, many many years ago, and I've not seen State of the Union. But it's not good. Don't see it. <laughs> I'll take you up on that. But <laughs> this one is awesome. It, it's just biggest action scenes really shot very well the a lot of them look like they're actually done for real and I can't stress how much that makes an action movie better uh yeah I mean even the ridiculous action scenes where and I mentioned this on the show I think previous uh Vin Diesel chases Donnie Yen on uh (laughs) water ski motorcycles um, yes yeah, and they go surfing on these motorcycle jet skis it's yes, one of my favorite sequences ever maybe in like any action film That's uh, that, that That may be uh, hyperbole but I think it's right uh, it, 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 it does to action scenes what like Die Another Day tried to do you know make them overblown but yet pull it off and make them fun so yeah that's Return of Xander Cage to me in terms of action scenes it pulls them off it makes it fun yeah I, I thought I'd just turn this I was going to do some writing and I just turned it on in the background I thought I wasn't going to pay much attention to it and then like right off the bat Donnie Yen is just shooting through a room full of people while sliding incredibly far and breaking glass <laughs> and just whipping around it's so much fun I I would talk about this for an entire podcast if you guys wanted. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe in the future we'll have a Return of Xander Cage podcast, or hey, maybe a commentary. Who knows? 
Um, but man, this is, yeah. Uh, uh, I, for sure, I think, I, I don't want to play my cards outright right now. But uh, stay tuned to TalkFromSociety.com at the end of the month. And we're going to write something up on the best movies of the year so far. And, and maybe this will show up. And maybe somebody, everybody knows, will write something on it. So, yeah. <laughs> I, think you. I, I think I've said enough. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm going to rewatch it. I was rewatching some of it uh, a few nights ago. And, man, I was still impressed with just how crazy it is. Um, and, yeah, and going back to Fast 8... I'll, I'll rewatch that, but like after seeing that in theaters, I was not as jazzed about that as I am with this. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I and and even so, you know, I'm glad we're having a lot of Vin Diesel this year. He's in three big movies: like Return of Xander Cage, Fast Eight, and Guardians of the Galaxy Two. So, well, how much work did he really do on Guardians? <laughs> he voiced Groots. He roosted, did he? he did. Like, according, he did a baby voice. He did. And then James Gunn said, yeah, James Gunn said he did every single line. And they, of course, like pitched it down or whatever. So I would he, hope so. He, he worked on it. Uh, he he got his like uh, Groots language translated scripts, apparently. So, <laughs> But yeah, so the more Vin Diesel, the better. Okay. Oh. I like him. He's a big nerd. <laughs> and please, please see this, Matt. It's I'm going to. It's just so expensive right now. Uh, well, it, it, I think it dropped down in price to like 15 bucks. So okay, yeah, that's what I got it for. Yeah, yeah, 15 bucks. I highly recommend it at 15 bucks. I would highly right, recommend fine, this. I can, do that. I can highly recommend this at fifty dollars. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. It's not like I, no. What I, I think I've talked to. I think of uh, this is like a, t- a tangent, but I'm interested. I may have. I may have asked you this question before, Matt. Yes. What is the most expensive single movie uh, in your collection? That I've that most money I've paid for one. Yeah, let's say the most money you've paid for one. Oh, geez, it's probably a Criterion, possibly. Because I, yeah, I, I don't know. I remember us. I think yeah. Now I remember because I think my answer was like a Canadian version of the Brothers. Bloom single movie. Blu-ray. Yeah, single movie. I, I bought the huh. I bought the I bought the uh, Brothers Bloom Blu-ray. Uh, it wasn't available in the U.S. It was a Canadian version, and I paid like okay. I paid like forty bucks I think for it. Jeez, so that was well worth it because I love that movie. Yeah, I don't know honestly. It might be a Criterion. Might be, um, but anyway, yeah. huh. I'll uh, get back to you on that. I'll I'll let you know because this is actually going to drive me crazy now. Another side story, and I mentioned this on the last episode of. Sullerberg 2828 uh, I just talked about the girlfriend experience on there because I just watched it for that uh, for that episode uh, but the girlfriend experience blu-ray is out of print oh you can find it on Amazon for like 40 or 50 bucks which <laughs> I was not gonna pay that much for it uh, but I got lucky because there was a fries which is an electronic store there's okay. a fries in Houston that had one copy haha <laughs> Awesome, uh, and uh, I went to go visit my parents last weekend, and they live near Houston. So I just stopped by uh-huh. that fries and picked up the Girlfriend Experience Blu-ray for twelve dollars. So nice, it was a steal. Apparently, and this kind of made me upset because I, I looked it up. Uh, the Girlfriend Experience movie you can't find that even like on iTunes or Amazon Video. Oh wow, uh, it's it, it's super disappointing. Um, I like that movie a lot actually, 
Uh, I but, do. I do know the single most expensive movie in in the collection. There you go. What what is it? I did. I did not buy it. Carlo bought it. What is it? Uh, he did an eBay auction for the uh, Twilight Time release of the 1980s uh, Fright Night. I think he paid like fifty dollars for it. Ah, wow, fifty. Yeah. Which when when which when you're looking at Twilight Time Blu-rays, that's a steal. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, I've had my eye on their out of print version of the Blob from 1988 for a while now but that thing's like 80 bucks and I don't want to I don't know man I mean I love the blob but I don't $80 love the blob maybe if I win like on a scratch off I can put it towards it Uh, a a now closed uh, Blu-ray DVD resale shop Uh, they had a uh, Blu-ray of I think it's Twilight Time uh, the Twilight Time release of Wild at Heart oh my god which is I think it was eighty dollars, <laughs> and I'm like, I'll st- I'll stick with my DVD, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, no fucking way, <laughs> pass. Uh, but hard pass. I'll stick with my DVD that goes for like you know twenty bucks now, yeah, because it's out of print. So there we go. Uh, I-, I think I've talked to you about this, Marcus, but uh, maybe I'm not going to talk from society. Uh, podcast writers room episode. Uh, do you have any Blu-ray DVDs? Are you a physical media guy? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, do, would you have an answer for this? Like, have you spent a lot of money <laughs> on like a single movie? Um, I do have an answer for this. Uh, during one of the Criterion Flash sales, I bought Showa. Oh, which, okay, that's yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't watched it, but I think. It was fifty percent off, so I think it was forty, maybe retailing for eighty, but it might have been a yeah. little higher. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those Criterion's, uh, they're pricey, man. They are. They're super pricey. I can't believe um, I have so many of them. But more often than not, they're totally worth it. Yes, they are. Hey, uh, July Criterion sale coming up. I know. Barnes and Noble. I'm getting. I'm. Uh, oh my god! I cannot wait. Did 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 either did either of you? Take advantage, and this is a—I uh, can't believe we're talking about physical. Did we media take advantage? Did we take advantage of the uh, pricing error on Amazon and get Tales from the Crypt? Yes, because <laughs> mine is coming on Tuesday, and I'm very excited. I okay, okay. Here we go. Uh, this is our physical media corner, uh, and for those who don't like physical media, you can go screw. Yeah, go go <laughs> go kick rocks. I got, I got. I was disappointed, but I did take advantage of that Tales from the Crypt. Uh, yeah, right. Complete set. Uh, I, I forget who sent us that link. Oh, it was you, Matt, who I think who sent us that link. On yeah, our... I was like, yo, pricing error, hop on this shit. <laughs> I got it. Uh, I got a message this past week saying, oh, there's a delay. And I'm like, I, you know, whenever you can send it, I'll take it. So Yeah. I, I, it's like, you know what, take your time. I, I paid so little for this. It's retailing for like 120 right now. I, I've I've actually been. It wasn't. I think it was maybe like a few weeks ago where I was looking into getting, you know, the uh, the complete collection because like right now they have individual sets and the whole big like, box set like is like twenty bucks thing. each. Yeah, yeah, twenty bucks each for all those seasons. <laughs> and that yeah. that big box set is new, so I'm glad you sent that link. I took advantage of it. Twenty bucks for all that. Yeah, right. Uh, I can't wait to dig into that. But no, I was going to say, did you guys take advantage of that uh, shout? Oh, sorry, Scream Factory. I didn't get to no anniversary sale. I was very upset. Uh, it's it's going to take a hit. Uh, well, I mean, it only took a hit on me because I I spent money on four 
Blu-rays. Oh damn! So my Criterion July Barnes and Noble sale purchases will be like limited to like maybe one or two. I'm not gonna go. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I needed to save money anyway because man, I I got for the Scream Factory sale. I got RoboCop two. Okay, had, had to get that. I got excellent Return of the Living Dead. Love oh, that yes. movie. Send send more cops. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what else? Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. That's a great release. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to dig into that. And I got Escape from New York. Oh, man, awesome. So, yeah, I got those four. Uh, I'm very happy. I, I was kind of like, <laughs> I was like thinking, should I do this? Should I spend this much money? But I, it's worth it. I love all those movies. And I, especially that Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 set I hear is like fantastic. Right. Yeah, it is. So uh, Yeah, in July I'll be going ham on my local Barnes and Noble, and uh, we will see how much uh, how much I have to take out of my savings to pay rent. <laughs> oh jeez! Again, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take it easy. I'm probably gonna get like one or two. That's it. Uh, I, I, I think by November I'll be better off. But oh boy, I could not pass up the the, the Scream Factory sale because I I wanted RoboCop too. I wanted all those I just mentioned. So. Uh, expect to hear me talk about those movies later on. Nice. There we go. That was a nice tangent. Uh, all hell. All hell. Physical media. Uh, oh, hello. We're still doing the podcast. Um, speaking of oh, nice. hello, Marcus, you saw this uh, on Netflix. It's a special I've wanted to see because uh, it's been on there for about a week now. Uh, the Oh Hello on Broadway special. Uh, tell us about this, because I, I know all about it. Matt does not know anything about it, really, so... I know of it. Tell us what this is, Marcus. Okay, so it's these characters that are played by John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. They're, uh, <clears throat> the characters' names are Gil Faison and George St. Geegland. There are these two loud, angry, like, asshole New York old men who just hate everything and they hate each other and they <laughs> complain about everything and they're so absolutely funny they, they've done the characters on uh, I think they debuted on Kroll Show I don't know if it's something they did live or not but, and they were also on Comedy Bang Bang a lot the podcast and the show and they, these characters it makes so much sense that they've been doing these characters for so long because they are absolutely hilarious I was laughing the entire way through this is a Broadway production that uh, it basically plays as a parody of theater tropes and uh, as they're, they're like losing their their apartment that they've lived in for so many years and they need to figure out how to save it. And I know just from reading about it, they have special guests, or like during the Broadway yeah. Broadway run, they have like a special guest each night. Uh, who, who are the guests? They uh, who are the guests for this special, Marcus? Okay, so about midway through the show, they they uh, stop the show basically to start up their segment Too Much Tuna where they prank their guests by giving them a big tuna sandwich and um, fuck <laughs> Matt it's <laughs> it, it yeah it makes no sense anyway what is this absurdist Salvador Dali bullshit <laughs> they, they bring out Steve Martin out of the audience and they have a nice little chat for him for about 10 minutes 
and it's really it's really funny oh uh, see so yeah this and yeah uh, like you were saying Marcus they've been doing these characters for a long time I've actually been listening to old Comedy Bang Bang podcast episodes and like from the way Nick Kroll describes it they were doing it way before even the Kroll show came out so that makes sense. Yeah, they've been doing this for years. So I, I, I need to see this. I'm a, I was a huge fan of the Kroll show. I'm a fan of Nick Kroll. I'm a fan of like all their appearances. Uh, these characters had like on Coney Bang Bang and and all that. So I, yeah, I, I'm surprised I haven't seen it yet because it's it. I'm glad more people are are being made aware of you know Nick Kroll uh, and and Mulaney and and these characters. So there you go, Matt. Yes. I, yeah, Matt, I, I, you should see this even though you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I, want just... I think I'd just be totally lost, but I have a feeling <laughs> I'd enjoy it. No, I think I think you'd enjoy it, Matt. Yeah, you would enjoy it. Uh, so that's Oh Hello. There you go. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of hellos, let's not hello. say let's not say goodbye yet. Let's keep going. Let's keep doing the show. Um, Matt. Yes? You're a huge fan of this Michael Bay character. Yeah, I, I am. You are you, so yeah. so much so that you wrote what you wrote two articles two, this past week, two appreciation posts for uh, two of my favorite movies of his. Yes, yes, Michael Mann, you are a fan. So tell us about. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, wait, sorry, Michael Bay, wrong Michael. <laughs> you love uh, Michael all... Michael Bay. My my beard is turning gray. Yes, <laughs> we'll talk Michael Mann later on. I'm sure, but <laughs> Michael Bay. Uh, what films of his did you see this past week? Well, I uh, on Tuesday, I didn't think I was going to do a Michael Bay triple feature, but that's where my life went, and <laughs> I did. So I woke up early uh, early in the day, and I watched uh, my favorite Michael Bay film. I watched uh, 2013's Pain and Gain, which I wrote about for the site. Uh, Michael, I called the, the article Michael Bay's Bigger American Dream because this movie is bigger than anything you've seen when it has to do with this type of thing. It's basically a crime comedy uh, that, you know, takes a true story and basically, like, twists it up and spits it out of a blender. And I just, I love this movie so much. And Mark Wahlberg is great in this. I think it's one of his better performances. Uh, It is my favorite uh, performance by The Rock. I think I still stand by my, my... what I say when I say he was uh, snubbed for Best Supporting Actor that year, I thought he really knocked it out of the park here. He does some really interesting stuff. Uh, you, he starts off high, he gets low, he starts high again. It's really next level. Uh, Anthony Mackie's great in here. I really like Rebel Wilson and the small part that she has. I thought she was great. Uh, love this thing. I uh, And there's a scene in this that reminded me of you, Marcelo. What? Why? What? <clears throat> Well, uh, there's a scene where Tony Shalhoub is walking out of his deli eating a pickle, and oh, okay. Anthony Mackie in a uh, ninja costume like stands in his way, and he goes, "What the fuck is your problem?" and throws a pickle in his face. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" But yeah, no, I, I as soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh my god, it's he, Marcelo is going to throw a pickle at someone one day in, in a fit of rage." But no, I really love this movie. Uh, it it's not exactly a true story but i mean that's a marketing gimmick that's been used for films for you know almost 100 years now and i think it's time that people you know get over it when it's not exactly accurate if you want that watch the news uh but no love pain and gain love it so freaking much uh you guys have seen this i have yeah. I, I love it and marcus you've seen it uh, yeah i like it a lot uh, yeah, yeah. 
I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Pain in the Game, Marcus, and also the overall of Michael Bay films. Uh, give us your thoughts. Okay, so Pain Gang, I think it's, it's it's really funny. I think uh, The Rock, I completely agree with you, Matt, that he's absolutely hilarious. He's really great in it. I haven't seen it since it was pretty new, so I don't really have specifics. I just remember liking it a whole lot. And for Michael Bay overall, um, I have seen an embarrassingly few amount of movies. I've seen Pain and Gain, and I have seen The Island. That's it? That is it. Wow. Oh, shit. Well, I'm about to talk about The Island. (laughs) (laughs) That's, yeah, that's a great transition. Talk about The Island, Matt. Okay, this movie is not original. It is not original sci-fi, so much so that the writers of this movie got sued... By a by the writers of Parts, the Clonus Horror from 1979, because basically uh, uh, they lifted uh, Alex Kurtzman uh, lifted the story of that wholesale and wrote the island and Michael Bay, uh, you know, produced it and directed it. But you know what? Screw that, because this movie is pretty awesome. It has uh, a lot of great performances in it. Uh, it has uh, Steve, both Steve Buscemi and Michael Clark Duncan returning to work with Michael Bay uh, for the first time since Armageddon. And uh, they're just as great here as they were in that. Um, Michael Bay tries his hand at horror, and it works uh, for one scene involving Michael Clark Duncan, who, uh, after watching this the other day, I realized I really miss him. Yeah. I I loved him whenever he would show up in a movie, even in a terrible movie. I'd be like, oh, Michael Clark Duncan. He seems like such a nice man. Uh, But, yeah, I miss that guy. He's he's always... He was always great. But, yeah, this movie... uh, it's fun. I really like uh, Ewan McGregor in this. Uh, I mentioned this in the article on the website, but I mean, obviously Scarlett Johansson is a little rusty with uh, you know the action scene, seeing as this is her first action movie. But hey, if you're going to do your first action movie with Michael Bay, you're off to a pretty good start. And good for her for you know sticking with the action thing because hey, she's made some pretty good ones since then. Uh, uh, listeners might know of those. Uh, they've made all the money in the world. Anyway, but yeah, no, I really like the island. Uh, as unoriginal as it is, it's pretty great. And uh, hey, props to Sean Bean for surviving the entire movie and then, you know, dying at the end for once. <laughs> for once. Uh, this is one I have not seen. Oh, man. Sorry, spoiler, but for, you know, 12 year old movie, but hey, well, it's really cool. You should watch it. Who cares? Yeah, I, I need to. I uh, Going to me and my thoughts on Michael Bay, <laughs> I, I really. Uh, I think I talked about this when Karen was on a few episodes ago. Uh, she was talking about that new Pirates movie, and I equated that to seeing like a Transformers movie. Like, I can sit there and watch a Transformers movie, which I have every single one in theaters, Same. and just be like, oh, this is. And I I like this. Oh, hold part. up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Fuck. All right, we're good now. All right, your thoughts on Michael Bay? <laughs> My thoughts on Michael Bay? He's fine. <laughs> That's it. Okay, great. <laughs> um, folks, listening to this, uh, yeah, we had to stop for like five minutes because I was trying to explain to Matt how Audacity works. We figured it and out. We though. lost, and we lost Marcus. Uh, Marcus, are you there? He might have muted his mic. Marcus? I think he's joining back in. Oh, hello, guys? Yeah, hello. Okay, cool. Okay, we're All back. Right, we got you back. 
No, yeah, uh, okay. folks listening, we just stopped for five minutes. Um, a comedy of errors. Uh, anyway, I don't know what we're we talking. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Michael Bay's fine. I like Michael Bay. Um, honestly, forgot what I was gonna say because that whole thing just uh, erased everything from my mind. I'm so sorry. It's fine. We'll we'll soldier on. But the island. All right. You really love the island, Matt. I do. Uh, oh, okay, Marcus. You've only seen the island and pain and gain, right? Yep. Okay. Um, my Damn. my recommendation to you, Marcus, the uh, the the very next Michael Bay movie you should see is Bad Boys Two. That oh, yeah. is the holy grail to me of Michael Bay movies. Uh, it captures his uh, insanity uh, the best. Um, it is way too long. Uh, it is like a Transformers movie, <laughs> except filled with. Uh, super violence against humans and not robots uh, foul yeah. language and the Michael Bay humor you're used to but you know to the 10th degree so yeah it's uh, it's a masterpiece it's Michael Bay's masterpiece Bad Boys 2 um, well, what about you Matt what's, what's the one Michael Bay movie you'd recommend to uh, Marcus I was going to say just start at the beginning Bad Boys go with Bad Boys onwards yeah yeah or you can watch my second favorite uh, Michael Bay movie that I will talk about now. Let's do it. The Rock. Oh, The Rock. The Rock. Oh, my God. Um, this movie is one of the best action movies of the 90s. Uh, it's also my favorite unofficial James Bond film. Huh. I love everything about The Rock, starring uh, Nicolas Cage as Stanley Goodspeed, because, of course, that's his name. Uh, and, you know, the whole thing, you know, Alcatraz gets, you know, taken over by Ed Harris because he's a bad guy in this one. And, yeah, him and Sean Connery team up to take on Ed Harris, and it's awesome, and it's got some great special effects. The action is top-notch, as you would expect from Michael Bay. It has one of the craziest car chases I've ever seen. Yeah, The Rock. It is one of uh, Michael Bay's best movies. Yeah, The Rock is... It's killer, man. Um, God, it's so good. I think Bad Boys and The Rock... Because <laughs> what did he do right after Bad Boys? Armageddon, right? Oh, no, was, uh, mm-hmm. sorry, after The Rock. He, after The Rock, he did Armageddon. He did Bad Boys, The Rock, Armageddon. Yeah. yeah. Bad Boys and The Rock are <laughs> like his two most um, grounded... Grounded? Yep, grounded yeah. action films. And then he just gets crazier from there with Armageddon yep. onward. God, I love Armageddon. <laughs> I need to. I need to watch Armageddon. I, I'm kind of hoping. It's so good. I'm hoping, of all hope of anything I've ever wanted, I'm hoping that the Draft House screens Armageddon sometime soon. Because I would. Oh my God. I mean, I'm already excited. I get to see Face Off next week at the Draft House. And if they, Jerk. <laughs> I'll rub it in more next week. But Armageddon, like that's one I want to rewatch, but I'm just waiting for the right moment. I might just like, I might break down and just you know buy the Blu-ray and watch it at home, but still like it. Uh, I have fond memories of that, even though it is insane. I know it is. It's totally insane. It's, it, it's a Michael Bay you know space uh, oil driller movie. So love that Criterion. <laughs> I, I famously sold that Criterion when I was younger. You fool! Yeah, I know I am. Um, uh, but yeah, the other Michael Bay's I watched were you today. watched a I lot watched, of Michael Bay. Oh, let's keep going. Yeah, this this morning I watched uh, the first Transformers movie. How does that hold up? It holds up quite well. Okay, 
uh, it's still a really great uh, movie about you know a boy in his first car, and his first car turns out to be you know a transformer. And but no, I really love this movie. The score is great. Uh, the Spielberg touches really work. It's uh, not totally unhinged, Michael Bay, which I think is a good thing in this case. And it's you know everything that I could have wanted from a Transformers movie when I was a little kid watching the cartoon and playing with the toys. It's just a lot of fun, and it's just great to hear Peter Cullen doing the uh, the voice of uh, Optimus Prime on the big screen. I really love the first Transformers movie. It it holds up. It's a lot of fun, and yeah, it's a good time. It's pretty great uh, summer blockbuster entertainment, and that's all I can ask for. And then I watched Revenge of the Fallen. Is that the second one? It's the second one. Oh, jeez. Okay. Which is a two and a half hour movie that took me six hours to watch because <laughs> I was so bored. I took a nap. Oh. Uh, I took a nap with about an hour to go. I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to have a nap. I'm going to cook some dinner. I'll finish this later because I don't like this movie. I hate this movie. It might be the worst thing Michael Bay has done. Um, outside of uh, Pearl Harbor. This movie is uh, hot garbage uh, with a capital H and a capital G. Uh, it has it's one, but it's one of those awful god awful movies that has one amazing sequence. It's the one so with I the can't... robot balls on the pyramid? No. Okay. Jesus. No, it's the scene uh, Optimus Prime is fighting Decepticons in like a, a, a foggy like forest. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's awesome. It looks really good. And I wish that scene was not in this movie. It should have been in a different Transformers movie. Because other than that, God, I hate this thing. It is just dreadful. There's like no joy to be found whatsoever. Ugh. Ugh. I, yeah, I don't like this movie. Um, but uh, It's bad. It's real bad. I don't know if you have this, Matt, but I have this special Blu-ray edition of... Of this, uh, that keeps the IMAX uh, format in some sequences. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it was a Walmart exclusive, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I was in a Walmart at that time, but I saw yeah. it. I saw it there, and I'm like, hey, like this is something I need to own. But yeah, it's uh, it's the first one that really, uh, or I mean, I one reason why I want to see Transformers Five is because apparently he has like. Eight aspect ratios going on yeah, there, it's nuts. like expanding to IMAX, then to like widescreen, then to scope. Then there's like another aspect ratio that I don't think anybody mm-hmm. has figured out what the hell that is. So I remember during what I forget the name of it already. What was what were we talking about? The second one, Revenge of the yeah, Fallen. Yeah, Revenge of the Fallen, where the character named Fallen actually has a line where he says, "I've gotten my revenge." <laughs> <laughs> But during this movie, uh, the IMAX sequences are so sporadic. It's not like, uh, you know, thought out to the extent of, like, Christopher Nolan thinks about and, like, keeps the aspect ratio full for, like, 20-minute sequences. No. Michael Bay doesn't give a shit about that. Uh, No, he'll do it for, like, two seconds at a time. Yeah. Within several scenes of uh, Revenge of the Fallen, he switches back and forth between IMAX aspect ratio <laughs> and normal aspect ratio. It's insane. And I hear Transformers 5 is like five times worse. It, yeah, yes. I'm looking forward to the fifth one only because I've liked every other Transformers movie. 
Like, I love the first one. I love the third one. I'm hoping this one will be, you know, somewhat good. I'm in it just for the experience at this point. I'm going to just sit down. I'm going to yeah. appreciate the... I get my popcorn. It's going to be a a lovable disaster. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what... I'm here. I'm definitely here for Anthony Hopkins. I'm definitely here for Steve Buscemi voicing a Transformer. It'll be nice to hear him in a Michael Bay movie again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Well, I mean, I'm not super excited for it. I just want to... I think it's a nice way to spend two... Is it two and a half hours? Yeah, just give me two and a half hours of robots punching each other and I'll be happy. Pretty much what I'm sorry. Uh, folks listening to this podcast, this may be... I can't imagine any, any other any other podcast being as enthusiastic as we are about Transformers 5. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. There's a lot of negative Nellies out there. Um, womp womp. Anyway... Hey, that's my, uh, have 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 we uh, have we reached the end of your Michael Bay uh, watch a thought? Yeah, but I'm gonna be watching more. So, yeah, so we'll next, talk week. next week, and I'm sure next week we'll talk Transformers Five. Yes, next week I'll be having watched uh, you know all the Transformers movies, and I'll be watching you know Armageddon. I might squeeze in Bad Boys too. There you go. All right, gonna have fun, y'all. <laughs> Are you gonna rewatch Pearl Harbor? No. Okay, that's too bad. Uh, you know what? That is too bad. That's a bad movie. If you had told me Pearl Harbor is your favorite Michael Bay, I would have told you, Matt, to get out. That's a segue, my friend. Marcus, you watched this recently, yes? Yes, I did. Uh, I'm assuming it wasn't your first time, maybe? No. Okay. It was, I saw it once in the theater when it was newer. Yeah. Uh, I, as we all did. You know, as soon as it came out in theaters, we all rushed <laughs> to the theater to see Get Son Out. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, as we did. So, Marcus, okay, tell me about seeing Get Out for a, a second time at this point. Uh, it, it really holds up at home. It's just, it's, it was just as, it was just as, like, exciting. It's the, even knowing what's happening and what's going to happen it's still surprising because it's really it's a really unique movie there's not anything that's like it at all out there and uh it's got a lot of creepy scenes it's funny I, I laughed more watching it at home than I did in the theater I think uh but yeah the movie's great the uh I don't I don't know the main actor's name Daniel I think but he's phenomenal it, it does a really good job of making people that aren't scary like uh, Bradley Whitford and Catherine <laughs> uh, Keener Catherine Keener yeah yeah, yeah. Keener, yeah they're intimidating and creepy and like ugh. <laughs> it's, it's a great movie I don't know what else there is to say what I will say is someone who doesn't need help being creepy is Cal Landry Jones. Oh, oh God, no. This guy. Yeah, cause he, he... I do not care for the cut of his jib. <laughs> he, was also in, uh, he was also in Twin Peaks, right? That's the guy? Yeah. Yeah, not a fan. Freaking weirdo, yeah. He, I do really don't like him at all. I don't care for his face. <laughs> I don't care for the... I don't, I don't care for the characters he plays. Uh, he's gross. His hair is weird. He was in uh he was in one of the X Men movie, right? Uh 
he was Banshee. Yeah. In first class. Back when he was younger, and uh, he was weird looking in that too. I don't think he. As he's grown older, he's gotten more weird looking. Yeah. And Caleb Landry Jones, if if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, but you're you're a freak, weird looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. But uh, no, he's he's a fucking weirdo. Uh, so I rewatched Get Out. Uh, last week, when I went to go visit my my family, uh, I just put it on, saying, "Hey, this is this is one of the great, one of the best movies of the year. We should see this." Um, and we saw it late at night. It was my sister and my mom stayed up to watch it. They loved it. It was it still holds up for me after four viewings. It, it's it's still phenomenal. Um, and yeah, I, I yeah again, Marcus, like you said, I don't know what else there is to say about it. It's exceptional work. I'm sure we'll be talking about it more and more as the year goes on. Um, mm-hmm. There's a good chance it's going to be on my top ten. And I'm hoping... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. that... <laughs> I, I have a good feeling about this. Uh, and I, I, I hate I hate awards talk, but I have a feeling Jordan Peele's going to get a nomination for like best screenplay for this. I could see uh, that. Yeah, I could see that for sure. How yeah. incredible would that be? Yeah, that would be amazing. I would love that so much. And it'd be well worth it. Uh, he definitely deserves a nomination for just the fact that it was a huge hit. Again, everybody went to go see this in theaters right away. They did not hesitate. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving my laptop the finger right now. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it, uh, it was such a phenomenal... At least I saw it in theaters. You did see it, but it was like... <laughs> It was like at that point almost like second run theater screening. So no, they brought it back. Yeah, it was for us like the main screen. Okay, yeah, but it was like a like I went, two months not like later. I went to a dollar theater. <laughs> not like I went to a dollar theater. <laughs> but it was a phenomenon. So yeah, uh, Jordan Pill very much deserving for like a nomination. Uh, I, I'm just gonna say screenplay at this point, but who knows? Who knows? Okay, that's get out. Uh, speaking of. Uh, phenomenal filmmakers. This movie I need to see because I love the filmmaker behind it. Uh, Marie Antoinette. Someone didn't get my text message. What? No. Let me see. Uh, Look at your phone. Cut out Maria Antoinette for time. Okay. This is all. I'll bring it up when I see the beguile. This is all going to still be in the podcast because. Uh, cool. It, it, this is a peek behind the curtain. Okay, let's skip to the final movie and I'll breeze through this because we're already running long. But yes, I will talk about Marie Antoinette after I see those vengeful, vengeful bitches in the Beguiled. <laughs> Very excited for that movie. Uh, give me all of it. Yeah, there you go. So that's just a tease for an episode to come. A ghost story. Ooh. Spooky. The new film by David Lowry, uh, who directed Peach Dragon. <laughs> so this is his follow-up? Wow. Yeah. Well, I had no idea. He's had an interesting career so far. He directed... Uh, what's the name of the movie? Oh, God. Uh, Ain't Them Bodies Saints. Yes. Ain't Them Bodies Saints. I haven't seen it, but I love the title. Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah. I need to rewatch it. I remember liking it a lot. But yes, Ain't Them Bodies Saints, Peach Dragon, and now A Ghost Story. Wow. Uh, yeah. What can I say about this? This is, this is going to be hard to talk about. Um, let me just describe the plot. So, Who's in it? Uh, it is Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. I was going to say, start small. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, Casey Affleck, Rooney Mara. Well, the number uh, one sad boy. 
even more so here. <laughs> oh God, really? No way. <laughs> uh, let me let me ask you, Matt. How much do you know about this movie? Um, You're a good litmus, uh, a litmus test to you know people listening. And I saw one trailer, whatever the first trailer was. What do you make of this story? What, what do you think happens? Um, Rooney Mara hides little notes around the house for some reason or another because she's forgetful. <laughs> um, she's in love with Casey Affleck for some reason. Um, there's no dragon in it. No dragon. Um, it looks good. What do you make of the I, guy? I, what do you make of the guy in the sheet? I. I'm afraid to say something because it might be a spoiler. No, uh, for people who have watched I me, mean, okay, Marcus, same question. I mean, have you seen the trailer for this? Uh, yeah, it was before it comes at night, actually. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, because it's uh, they're both a twenty-four films. Um, Marcus, do you know the plot of this? It, a, a ghost is walking around watching Rooney Mara. There you go. Okay, a man in a sheet. A man in the sheet. So I think I, I think I know the man in the sheet. That, I don't want to say it though. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I think I know it too, but I don't want to spoil. Fine, I won't spoil who the man in the sheet is. But yes, there's a ghost in a sheet. If nobody has seen the trailer or the poster, it is literally a guy in a sheet in like a bed sheet with like two black hole eyes. Yeah, uh, like like Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, he. These are the Maitlands trying to trying to scare people. This ghost is following Rooney Mara, and yeah, that's basically it. It's very thin in plot. It's more of a mood piece. Mood piece. It's more experimental. Uh, I think the trailers really sell it. it the trailers, I think, for this aren't as deceptive as I think it comes at uh, the trailer for it comes at night. Uh-huh. I'll say that. But yeah, it's trippy, man. This was more of an existential uh, experience than I was expecting, if that makes sense. I'm really looking forward to it. Made, made me think a lot about, uh, you know, mortality, death, what we do in our lives here. Uh, you know, the afterlife made, made me think about all of those things. And I'll say this, um, this this might be the scene of the, one of the scenes of the year, for good or for bad. There's a scene where I'll say Rooney Mara is going through a hard time. And she spends about, I'd say, it felt like five minutes. Like a five minute long extended take of her eating a pie. Yes, uh, please. <laughs> It was quite amazing seeing that, and uh, I—I I mean, if you're into if if you're, I'm if I'm selling you folks, uh, if you want, if you're a, into pastries, <laughs> if you want a very heady experimental take on, imagine like Ghost, you know that movie, the the the, the, the Whoopi Goldberg Patrick Swayze Ghost. Imagine, Please don't spoil Ghost. <laughs> I've only seen half a Ghost, so I don't know. I've never seen it. Imagine that movie. Directed by, you know, oh, I guess they had the same guy who did Ain't Them Body Saints. Uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> Imagine Ghost, directed by the guy who did A Ghost Story. Okay. <laughs> so, 
so yeah, that's a ghost yeah. story. Not your typical. And I'll say this: David Laurie, uh, I was there for Q and A with hit with him in attendance. He did mention that this is his take on like Poltergeist. Uh, oh Jesus! So yeah, not your typical ghost story, but uh, but man, is it? I think it's movie. I think it's well worth it. It is well worth your time. I have a question. Yes, Marcus. Is the whole mo- the the trailer has this weird aspect ratio yes. where it looks like what is the whole movie like that? It, indeed, it is. Yes, watch it through what? an Instagram window. It's uh, it's in full frame and it's it's in four three aspect ratio. Oh, and wow. it's not even a square aspect ratio. There's like rounded edges. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, very peculiar. But yes, that's yes, how it please. is. That's how it is throughout the whole thing. Uh, and oh, go ahead, Marcus. Uh, I also have another question. Yes. <laughs> Did you get a sheet? <laughs> for those, I have spent thirty minutes of my life <laughs> trying to get a sheet. For those who don't know, A twenty four's marketing campaign for this is incredible. Yeah, they have like a ghost story store online where you have to hold down a button for eight minutes in order to get a free bed sheet with two holes in it. Um, okay, I was really upset with you when you were first talk you guys were first talking about this this bed sheet yeah i would because yeah, you were talking about oh there's a ghost story store and i was like okay what could they be selling and everyone's like oh man i want to get the sheet but they're all sold out and i was like are these dumb assholes really paying money for a fucking <laughs> bed sheet no but no it turns out it turns out it's free it's so, free okay you just have to hold Bye. down a button for eight minutes and then get this free sheet too much work. Uh, but man, A twenty four. I'm gonna mail you a bed sheet. This is another great example of A twenty four's marketing. Like uh, to for to have me, I, I think I've spent just as long, Marcus, trying to get this bed sheet. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, um, no, at the screening, I did not get a sheet. I was kind of hoping I get a sheet because it was a special screening. It was like the the Austin premiere of this. But no, no sheet. Uh, one day. One day. One day. But yeah. Um, one last thing I'll say. During the Q&A, David Laurie said that he filmed this, like, in 16 days uh, and spent, like, with Rooney Mara maybe, like, three or four days filming with her. So wow. That, that's why I say this is, like, more experimental than your average movie because he was... He just had a... He had a script that was evolving as he was shooting. This was a secret project because he wasn't sure how hell was going to turn out, and he was doing this like during the post production of Peach Dragon. I was going to say, did he do this on like lunch breaks for yeah. Peach Dragon? Uh, when he was talking about it, he kind of reminded me, and this is a good thing, of Steven Soderbergh, who just does like bigger projects and then just to you know uh, change pace, does like yeah. very like minuscule micro budget projects. So. Yeah, I I'm a fan of David Laurie more so now than before because he, it seems like he always wants to make things interesting for himself. Like he can do big, three year long productions for something like Peach Dragon, then he can take like uh, sixteen days out of the year shoot something, like two weeks. Yeah, and then have a movie out, you know, in in about a year because he actually like when they premiered this he said that it was like the one year anniversary of them filming a, like a particular scene in the movie so he, he, huh. he got this out like within like maybe like 13 months 15 months or something so yeah um, I like it again it's not a, it's not an easy movie to talk about 
uh, right after the screening, I was kind of like dumbfounded. <laughs> I'll definitely be seeing this. But with, with more time, and I'll write a review for it when it comes out. But yeah, I, I, I have a lot of positive, positive things to say about it. I really recommend it. So yeah. Hooray. That's a ghost story. And that, folks, is the end of that portion of the show. It's late, I know, but let's play at least one round okay. of Hey Cast Pyramid. Okay. Yes. Play th- All right. We're going we're gonna to do two rounds. One where uh, I'm going to test Marcus, and then Marcus will test me. Okay, fine. Uh, why don't, to, to, to change things up, because I, I, always, I always send the clues first, you play with Marcus first. Okay. Okay. Uh, you do that because. Are you, are you sending me movies? No, I said do it the way you. Don't you grab movies and test people? Matt? Yeah, I'll, I'll try it. Okay. <laughs> I usually you go first. No, I, I, the... I just said let, let's change it up and you go first. Okay, Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is we're we're like two hours and twenty minutes into this recording. It is late. Wait. Give us a break. I can't. Folks. I can't go then. I don't have time to search. Throughout all my movies, oh you know my God. <laughs> I was giving. You have like an you have like an automated random list, and I don't. It's funny because like I was. Uh... <laughs> I have my I have my eyes, and I always go towards the same movies. Okay, fine. Uh, give me two minutes, and 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 I'll uh, and I'll bring up the list because I want I want a time to <laughs> to get the list ready. You son of a bitch. Uh, anyway, uh, but but hey, real quick, Marcus, uh, you've heard this show before, right? Yeah. How many episodes have you heard of this show? I've heard 10 or so, 10, 15, around there. That, that's pretty good. I mean, that's... Yeah. I'd, I like this show. Yeah, this show's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Shut up. Uh, but I think you're the first guest we've had that is act, that actually, you know, is excited about playing the Haycast Pyramid. I am so excited. I love game shows. I love Pyramid. This is right up my alley. Yeah. Because I, I kind of stole this. But I gave them credit. I stole this idea from uh, Never Not Funny, that podcast I listened to. Yeah, yeah, I have that app, but I play with people a lot. Oh, you, you have, it's Sevens, isn't it? That's what it is? Sevens, yeah. yeah. The, the NF game, I think that's what it's called. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Okay, I have a list of movies. Okay, thank you, Matt. Oh, God, because I was trying to come up with the list. <laughs> I was like, kind of killing time. Okay, Matt, if you're ready. I mean, Mark. oh, for people listening, Marcus knows the rules, but let me tell the people listening. Uh, five movie titles. Uh, we've been debating on the, the the specific rules for this, but I will say this is what I'm leaning towards, Matt. Uh, you have 60 seconds. Five movie titles. Uh, you give close to Marcus. Marcus has to figure out all five before, before the 60 seconds ends. I'll say no movie titles as clues. Okay, that makes it a bit harder. So yeah. no pronouns, no actor names, no director names. Just describe the plots. You know, give quotes, and and that's it, really. So yeah. All right. So rules are set. There you go. Um, do you have a timer? Or do you want me to time it? You time it. All right, I'll time it. Okay. Uh, getting the timer set. Here we go. Okay. On my mark, gentlemen. Three, two, one. Be the shoe. It's on a train. Nope. The <laughs> uh, really famous action star is in it, and uh, they gotta they gotta fight through the train from the back to the front. Oh. Oh. Uh. Fucking Snowpiercer. 
All right, cool. Uh, took 12 years to make. Boyhood. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of jazz in this movie. And, uh, nope, nope. Close. Uh, he break, he, nope, he's, he's bleeding. He's bleeding when he's playing the drums. Oh. There you yeah. go. Okay, um, it's a true story about uh, professional wrestlers, but, like, Olympic wrestlers, and their coach is really creepy. Oh, uh, Fox, Fox Catcher. Yes, and it's the personification of grief that they keep in the basement, and there's a really annoying child in it. Babadook. There we go. Doom. That's it? Yep. Awesome. 53 seconds. Five titles. Nice. All of them. That was great. Yeah, that was good. Uh, that was good. Now I know where I can come up with my movie lists. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, okay, I have five. Um, what about this, Marcus? I'll send these to you and you give them to Matt. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, use the Skype uh, chat box. Uh, I can't because I'm on my laptop. I'll send them. Okay. Marcus, I'll send them to you via Twitter DM, if that's okay with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. sure. Uh, okay, let me open up the Twitter. The Twitters. Uh, let me find Marcus. This is all happening live. I like it. On the show. Okay, here we go. Resetting the clock. I'm gonna write down 53 seconds for Marcus. All five. Might be a new guest record, maybe. Uh, okay, here we go. Matt. I gotta look up what my record was. Oh, I have that written down. Well, we'll see. Alright, Matt. Marcus, you guys ready? Yes. Uh, yes. I'll send this to you, Marcus, via DM as I count it down. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Um, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> oh, uh, when you can't sleep, when you can't sleep, you have... Insomnia. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a political movie. I've seen it. I don't know anything about it because it was confusing as hell to me. Cross Nixon. Uh, All the President's Men. A guy puts a mag... The poster is two actors, one of them has a magazine of, like, Time magazine. Wag the dog. Over no. his face. <laughs> the other half of the other Oh, actor. my God. People versus Larry Flint. <laughs> nope. Uh, skip that. Okay. Skip that one. Oh, and fuck? skip the other one, too. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. 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 Stop. Stop. Let me let me try to give to Matt. Okay. Restarting. Yes, please. Okay. Give me the hints for this. Yes. Jesus. Okay, let, uh, I guess you got only one of them, so I'll give you the other four. Here we go. Ready? What did I even get? What, what insomnia. You got insomnia. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm not going to time this. I'm just going to... Well, I'll time it just for time's sake. Here we go. And go. Okay. Uh, this... Uh, I haven't seen this, but I know it stars a very famous actor who played uh, the role of Gandhi. I don't think that's cheating. No, I can't say proper names. Um, no, that's, you're fine. Uh, no, let's skip that. Okay. Political drama... Uh, uh, this is hard to describe what Marcus was saying. <laughs> oh, um, uh, I can't say any proper names, so I can't really say anybody. Uh, this is hard. Okay, skip that one. You are dreadful. A spy, one of the many spy movies in a series. Uh, this is one of those. It's maybe the third or fourth one in that series. Goldfinger. Uh, keep going. Rush with love. Keep going. You're closer. You only live twice. Keep keep going. Thunderball. There it is. Thunderball. Okay, next one. The fourth one. Uh, okay, this one is a, is another series. Uh, it, it, it's an it's an entry in another series of films, starring a a little guy with a with a mustache and a, and it's over. Uh, okay, forget it. Uh, 
All right, what are these movies? Sexy, Jesus sexy Christ. beast. Okay. Okay. Uh, I said Gandhi. I think I, I, I have not seen it. Uh, the Ides of March. That was hard. That was really hard. Yeah, Jesus. You got Thunderball, and the other one was the Gold just, Rush. Just tell. Okay, Ides of March. Just tell me political movie with an abortion scandal, and I'll be like, oh, it's Ides of March. Well, that's what Marcus was going for. I, he, Marcus gave you a lot of good clues, but you haven't seen Ides did of March. He? Have, he did. Yes, of course, I have. <laughs> I don't think I did. No, he he described the poster to great detail. It has like uh, George Clooney and and what, what's his name, uh, Brian Gosling. Yeah, and which like, are about that's about like three other movies that I can think of that have like a guy with a newspaper on his face. <laughs> Like, you know, the People versus Larry Flint and the candidate starring Robert Redford. Uh, they don't have magazines on their face. Like, this has a magazine. Like, no, whatever. Anyway. Whatever. Uh, Newspaper, we, magazine, same shit. We should have ended it with yours, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Now we ended on a, on a low note. Okay. Well, that's the show. <laughs> Actually, no. Marcelo, I'm going to test you. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, this is not going to end well either. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. You want to do a timer? Time yourself? I'll, I'll time myself. Ready? And three, two... Nope. No? Nope. I'm waiting for the... Okay, we're good. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Giant cockroach people. What? Okay, pass. There's giant, there's giant cockroach people, and it takes place in the subways. Oh, uh, Mimic? There you go. Okay. A guy makes a friend with a dog, but he has OCD. Beginners? Nope. Okay, um, takes place in uh, California during the uh, 30s and 40s. Detectives are in it. L.A. Confidential? There we go. Um, the porn industry in the 70s. Uh, it's, it's a biopic. Wait. About a guy, with, a guy who, you know, he's got the touch, he's got the power. What? Boogie Nights? There we go. Okay. Okay, uh, it's, it's the worst dick. birthday ever. Worst birthday ever? Worst birthday ever. Give me more, man. Uh, Worst birthday ever starring um, uh, the guy who, you know, he got cancer from eating... No, that's gross. I can't say that. Uh, And time. (laughs) It was the game. Oh, the game. Oh, well, you you could have said the guy who got cancer from eating... Well, I can't. I'm not going to say that either. Exactly. I told you. It's gross. <laughs> Could have said oral sex. There you go. Okay, sure. <sighs> I was just about to say it, but I stopped myself. This is the one with this the, is a professional the show. With, <laughs> the dog was as good as it gets. Oh, you should have given me more clues. Uh, guy gets guy gets beat up. Uh, the main guy has sunglasses that he wiggles <laughs> his ears and puts on. I don't know. I love that movie. He won an Oscar oh, for it. Okay, we're done. Uh, Marcus, thanks that for coming was a blast. on. Last and a half. What a show it was! Episode seventy-four. Uh, thanks, Marcus. Before we go, this is this is the bread portion of the show now. The second piece of bread. Oh yeah, because we made our way to the bottom. Because <laughs> you know, eat a sandwich like that. Uh, uh, the the pyramid is just like lettuce, right? And now we're to the bread. Plugs. Where can the Wait, people you put the lettuce on the bottom? I don't know, man. It's late. <laughs> Ew. Uh, actually, I think my Jimmy John sandwich, the lettuce is on the bottom. That's kind of weird. Ew. Right? What? It's not what? Does it matter where the lettuce goes? For me, it does. No, it doesn't matter. Marcus, plugs. Where can the people listening find you online? Okay, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at MarcusIrving317. Uh, 
TalkFilmSociety.com. I have a monthly horror column called Deja Viscera, where me and Ryan Horner at Wilson Lives talk about three different horror movies every month, and it's really fun. I also have a weekly column called Neil Before VOD, Neil Before VOD. You don't know how to pronounce that in real life. Uh, you got <laughs> um, it, boy. Neil Before VOD. And where I highlight the best options you have to stream from new releases across Amazon, Netflix, Hulu Plus, Amazon Prime, HBO Go, and Filmstruck. And I also just wrapped up a uh, season recap every episode of the star show, American Gods. And that show is very cool. I think you should watch the show and read my write-ups. That's it. There you go. Awesome. Maine Marcus, one of our best writers on the site. Uh, go read all his stuff, folks. There you go. Talkfromsociety.com. Matt, hey. What about you? Hi. What about you? Me? Well, as usual, you can find me on Twitter, at TheRealMattC, and you can find me on uh, Letterboxd using the same name to see if I'm lying about what movies I've been watching. Spoiler, I haven't. And you can find me over at uh, TalkFilmSociety.com as the editor-at-large. I've gained a few pounds. But hey, we're putting together a lot of good content for you. I have a, uh, I guess it's a weekly column now, uh, Screams from the Crypt, where I uh, highlight some uh, retro horror, maybe some new stuff. Basically, if it's got blood and guts, uh, I'll talk about it. <laughs> we like go. horror yes, in Talk Film Society. We do, yes. for sure. Uh, as for me, uh, yeah, talkfilmsociety.com. Uh, that's a, that should be a drinking game at this point. Every time we mention it on this show. They'll all die. <laughs> uh, I have stuff up there. I'm editing it. It's all fantastic. Please go read it. Uh, I think coming up in the next few weeks, you'll be... I mean, we've talked about it maybe, I'd say 50 times at this point on this show, talkfromsociety.com. Expect me to talk about it a lot more within like the next two weeks. That's all I can say. I'm planning things, secret things. Uh, but yeah, I'll keep it at that. Listen to all the podcasts I do. Uh, Colorado Street with me and Rocky. Uh, the original Talk From Society podcast. Uh, Soderberg 2828. And yeah, I think that's it. Twitter at Marcelo J. Pico on Twitter. And that's it, folks. Marcus, thanks again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, thank you so much. This was fun. Yeah. Uh, and Matt, it's yes. time to close the show with our signature catchphrase. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks. And keep on watching. Yeah, that one. It's a bit. I guess I go to the rock store. Visit my record man with my sticky hands. Walk out that record door with no records in my clothes. The records in my clothes. What the f is you gonna do? What the f is you gonna do about it? Nothing.